Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Open Podcast, the podcast open to anyone and everyone, except for those whose idea it was to combine the IC and IWGP heavyweight titles. <laughs> Fuck those guys. <laughs> uh, my name is Luke, and uh, I'm the host. Oh, my God. I got so into swearing at those guys that I'm a bit tongue-tied. But yes, my name is Luke, your host of the show. And with me, as always, as is Mr. Andy. Say hello, Mr. Andy. <laughs> hello, Mr. Andy. I don't know what happened there. I got tongue-tied or something. But, uh, Luke, I'm happy to be back talking about New Japan Pro Wrestling. And what a weekend. I mean, it's Monday night for me. It's Tuesday morning for you. But you had a pretty special weekend. Not only was there all this amazing wrestling to watch, you had New Japan, you got AEW, you got probably other stuff, too. But uh, you went to a live show, and and it was pretty cool, huh? All right. So just before I get into that, this week is fucking crazy. All right. This past week, there's four nights in a row of New Japan. There's going to Deathmatch Down Under, which means I had to miss that night of New Japan and watch two nights the next day. AEW Dynamite on the Thursday, and then the anniversary show for New Japan that night. <laughs> then Revolution on fucking Monday. And I, I had it in my brain that there was another in new japan cup show on last me night too. and i me checked too. the schedule and i was just like oh thank fucking <laughs> right no i mean i would have loved to have sat down and watched some more new japan but i was just like uh i think i need like just a little break just just please and just so you know everyone this is a sweary podcast you've already heard that so just be aware of it and we talk uh pretty much any and all things that we wish to about new japan pro wrestling so, yes, uh, dude, I got to have to give you a bit of a thank you as well, because I wouldn't have had the the time I had at Deathmatch Down Under uh, and, unless you, Mr. Andy, sent me the link going, hey, are you aware of, this, aware of these guys? Uh, no. You should check them out. Okay. So I did. Now... Listeners, if you want a more detailed kind of uh, retelling of of the night in question, there's a very special New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast that was released a few days ago. It features uh, myself, uh, my lovely wife Charity, and my yeah, you know, I'll call her lovely as well. My lovely sister Michelle. Uh, <laughs> She's hilarious, so, uh, by the way. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, yeah, so it was a it was a really cool show. Uh, I do remember sitting there thinking, "All right, well, it's going to be three hours of death matches. I'm going to be fucking exhausted." But it, it turned out it was a mix of stuff. So you've got your death matches and your regular matches. It's and a, uh, yeah, isn't it interesting? So you know, deathmatch wrestling is just like other wrestling. It's it's the same thing. It's just they tell stories in different ways, and they control the crowd in a different way. And um, I can't imagine deathmatch wrestling in front of no crowd. Like to me, that would just be sad. Um, but with a crowd, it's bonkers how good some of those guys are at controlling the crowd and and getting those same kinds of beats and reactions that you get out of other types of wrestling. And it's it's. There's some really good wrestlers that are deathmatch guys. And then there's some guys that just like to do it every once in a while. 
And, um, you know, they don't mind going through a, through a few panes of glass every once in a while. And uh, that seems insane to me, but I, I got to respect the shit out of Deathmatch, guys. Um, there's some yep. ones that are just bad at wrestling, and they just choose to do that instead. But there's uh, there's some guys that are really, really good out there. Now, you know, but you not you met a wrestler, and, I mean, I, I don't, you know, I don't want you to toot your own horn or anything, but you got to tell this story, just a brief retelling of the uh, of the Robbie Eagle story, because this is so fucking cool, man. All right, so the, the, the place we were at, it's called the Arrow on Swanston Street. It's in Melbourne, and it's downstairs. So we, like, so when I said on the, uh, the previous show that there was no reception down there, I'm like, People might find that weird because it's a major metropolitan city. But you go on downstairs, upstairs, reception out the arse. Downstairs, zero reception, right? So that does not, that's not just for phones. That's also for, um, you know, I don't know. Do you call them FPOS machines over in America? Like it, an automatic teller machine? Is that what you're talking about? Like no, 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 machine? no, no. No, when you're at the supermarket and you're paying by card and you just t- tap your thing on the thing. I, swipe I, live in, I live in the sticks, dude. We ain't got that shit. All right. Well, they weren't working either. So I find out there's a merch thing and my sister and I go and I'm like, oh, is, is it possible to pay by card and stuff? And I'm not sure still. So we go back to my to our seat and I, I bring Charity with me this time because, uh, well, mind you, I asked her if she had any, any cash. Uh, we don't usually carry that we usually just use our cards so uh no but we, we we went back in there anyway and uh robbie eagles is in there he's talking to some young fella who's you know, training to be a wrestler and all that kind of stuff and you know charity and i rocking the uh the never open pod shirts you know gotta gotta pimp the show out right so i'm i'm waiting for their conversation to wrap up i'm, I'm not gonna be a dick about it like this guy Wants to learn how to wrestle, man. That's pretty cool. Maybe I'll be watching him in Deathmatch Down Under in a year, year or two. Who knows? But their conversation finishes, and Robbie looks at me. He's like, oh, the never open thingy. Oh, I know that. And I was like, oh, uh, that, that's that's my show. And he's like, are you grumpy? <laughs> so my fucking jaw drops. I, I'm, I'm speechless. And... <laughs> Awesome. And and to which he kind of like jumps in for the save and says, I listen to podcasts too, you know, which <laughs> makes sense. I, I think everybody has listened or does listen to podcasts. So, yes, that that logic tracked in my brain. But then my brain was just like, wait, 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 wait. Robbie Eagles <laughs> listens to the, my podcast though? My one? That's so fucking great. What the fuck? So... <laughs> Yeah, so he was like, "Yeah, I like the show. Keep up, uh, keep uh, keep podcasting, you know, all that kind of stuff." So I was feeling pretty chuffed, and I said, "Oh, we'll arrange to buy, we'll arrange to buy a t-shirt off you after the show." FPOS was still or the card reader, whatever you call the things that you put your card in, and I still don't have any cash. Didn't know where an ATM was, so he's like, "Well, I know who you are, so uh, DM me, and I'll I'll bill you twenty bucks." So. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much what happened. So, <laughs> have you paid him the twenty bucks? I have. Okay, so thank goodness. At, thank goodness. As of the the release of the uh, drive home show, mm-hmm. uh, I hadn't, but uh, I DM'd him the next day, 
and uh, yeah, all good, all sorted, pretty easy. So uh, I very love that. surreal. That, that makes me so happy. I, you know, I I've met many many famous wrestlers, and it's you know every once in a while one of them knows you know the show I used to be on the road home from wrestling, and it's just like such a cool thing because a lot of times when I push publish on these episodes other than the stuff from Twitter and an email here and there. Um, we don't get any feedback at all. So it's so like gratifying to get feedback. And then when it's from one, someone famous, it's like, wow, that's really cool. And you just, you just mark out and it's a cool deal. And I'm really glad you had that experience. That makes me so happy. And I started to think to myself, are there any other Australian hosts of new Japan podcasts? And I bet there is not. And so, I don't know. That's pretty cool, man. You have a unique kind of niche that you're filling that is, uh, I don't know. I It started, it's got me thinking. I don't know. I like it. Yeah. So, I will bring up Mr. Eagles towards the end of the show. Okay. Uh, and uh, so, there'll be a little more uh, then. And I'm also glad that, like, I mean, I already, I think we both like him as a wrestler anyway, so that that was really cool. I mean, it would have been a bit awkward if it was like Yoshihashi and he listens to the show and he's like, can you stop talking about my cock, please? Like, for fuck's sake. Or I'm just imagining you finally meeting Goto and he's just like, what do you got to say now? Um, oh. um. And then I can just imagine you going, fuck Goto and running. But he could probably <laughs> that run faster than accurate. you, dude. That's what it'd be like, fuck you and just run away. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah. oh so, man, well, I'm, I'm glad uh, it wasn't a, a potential awkward situation of like, oh, he's probably heard me trash talking for. Oh, no, it, we uh, we've been a, uh, a supporter of his and all that kind of stuff. So, yes, uh, I hope to see him in Japan uh, very soon, yeah. or if not, I hope to see him at another local show. I uh, mean, absolutely. Uh, so you said you'll probably yeah. go back to Deathmatch Down Under. You had a good time down there and everything. Dude, they got a tournament to crown the first champion, and I'm just like, oh, fuck me. I love tournaments. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, uh, and and just so folks know, the episode that you release where you're driving home and talking about it, my old show is called The Road Home for Wrestling, which, by the way, I'm kind of re-releasing a bunch of episodes on our feed now that you can go listen to. And there's, there's, I mean, if you don't care about local wrestling around here, that's understandable. But if you want to hear me interview people like Hornswoggle and Jerry Lynn and, and like Lanny Poffo, one time I got a, I woke up on, on, uh, on, uh, what was it? Um, it was Easter, like 2018 and my phone's ringing and it's fucking Lanny Poffo calling me. <laughs> it's like, it's like, stuff like that used to happen to me all the time. And so, uh, it's fun to go back and list that stuff, but that stuff's up now. Now I have a question for you. It's a little harder than it sounds, doesn't it? What is? Doing the road home gimmick. Oh, dude. It, was, it took me 10 minutes to realize there was the fucking torch on my phone that I could, like, use to see all my notes and stuff. I'm like, how the fuck does he do this? Oh, yeah. And I had to voice that out loud. I'm an idiot. That was amazing. But, uh, lots to juggle and all that kind of stuff. And Everyone always thinks, everyone thinks podcasting's easy. They think it's easy. And it, it's not hard when you know you know when you get the hang of it but it's definitely not easy and especially not easy when you're driving home 
and you're trying to remember all the stuff that just happened. And what happened to me over time is I got this like three hour memory where I can remember everything that happened for three hours. But before that, no idea. After that, no idea. And I could remember just like extreme details of three <laughs> hours. And I got really good at it. But uh, go, you know, listen to that show to check it out. Uh, one more quick thing before we get into some New Japan stuff. The uh, the show that we sponsor, the Unsanctioned Pro Hardcore Cup, is finally premiering on IWTV. That's Internet Wrestling TV. It's uh, IWTV.com, I believe. And um, you can watch it for free. It's, it's this Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern, which would be uh, Friday noonish for you. And uh, that yeah. is on IWTV. Like I said, if you want to watch it for free, you can use the code un, uh, unsanctioned to get uh, free f- five free days. And if you want to know how to continue to watch it for free uh, without paying them a dime, uh, DM me and I'll tell you how. So um, anyway, the that'll be fun. And is Mr. Lexus Montez wrestling in this thing? He is. He's not in the tournament. He's in non-tournament action versus another good friend of mine, Aaron Williams, who is very kicky and very never. And um, I, I was there. I saw the finish of this match, and people's heads are going to explode when they see the finish of the match. Uh, I can't say anything else, but uh, it's fucking excellent. So um, those guys are... Very never. So you guys will really enjoy it. And there's a lot of like kind of hardcore type stuff and deathmatch type stuff, which isn't necessarily my favorite thing, but it's a lot of fun. And uh, I really like those folks at Unsanctioned Pro. They're good people. So Awesome. All right, Mr. Andy, I think you have a Kojima tweet. I do. Um, Did you want to read it now? Yeah, let's do that here in a second. But first, will you tell folks why, uh, like, how they can get a hold of us and then, like, tell them, them, like, why we haven't read the email that we got this week yet? All right. So if you want to interact with us or message us on the Tweety, I'm uh, at Grumpy2EB. Mr. Andy is at Drusifer Tweets or collectively at NeverOpenPod. Or if you like uh, voicemails or just regular old emails, it's neveropenpod at gmail.com. I put out a call last week uh, for recommends from the general uh, <laughs> listenership audience. And uh, it was my wife's idea. Why don't you ask the uh, the people listening if they got recommends? I was like, holy shit. How, how have me and Andy not figured that one out yet? So we put out the call. We, we said – we. We want one or two matches, but we want two matches at least minimum, because uh, you know we need you need a backup just in case we've seen the one you recommend. So uh, we're reading that at the end, obviously. Yeah. So uh, it's for a match that was recommended to us. We watched it. <laughs> it's an experience. Uh, I am going to uh, read the email and uh, then thank the listener and all that kind of stuff towards the end. So. That's all in the recommends section. So, yeah, usually when we've got a show this loaded, uh, you and I are just like, maybe we should put a a hold on the recommends until later. And I'll, this week I was just like, oh, fuck, I've watched so much wrestling. What's another three matches? Big fucking deal. It worked out so, perfect for me. It was yeah. like perfect timing, and I had just enough time to do it all. And, and I have to say, before we get into the wrestling stuff too – this is going to be a fucking never-as-fuck episode. We are covering a lot of never-as-fuck matches this week, and I am very yep. happy. So I uh, just want to throw that out there. We're all, I am also going to take everyone on a roller coaster ride of emotions. 
be they rational or irrational <laughs> ones. Uh, you know, the uh, roller coaster went right down into the, the lowest depths of the ride for me because, you know, Mr. Andy, I get emotional sometimes about uh, what I like and uh, I love me some New Japan. And then <clears throat> the next night took me straight back up to the t- top or on the way up to the top and by the end of that night i was just like you know what i'm back in get that's let's roll i mean i wasn't out but you know i was just like oh man then i was like we'll get to the shit that pissed you off we'll get there you know but uh all all right right. well click let's do this kojima tweet so as you know kojima's out there he's tweeting it up he's being awesome and he's looking cool and being cool and uh if there's something going on he's he's tweeting about it and i am very confused as to how to read this because usually i quote his quotes but he has quotes within the tweet so i'm just going to do my best i don't know how this is complicated language wise so all right here is the kojima tweet of the week quote i left tokyo before noon and arrived at the hotel for about eight hours with a break i think different players have different opinions but i don't have any trouble with this long bus trip all you need is a smartphone and food, and it's fun at all. Sometimes I get, quote, toilet, quote, but it's almost okay. Let's do our best from tomorrow. Winky emoji and then muscle emoji. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know if I should be disappointed or not that it doesn't seem like Kojima reads books, but uh, <laughs> it's me being an asshole, but... Um, yeah, he's he's right though. Long trips, I mean, all you need is a pair of headphones and your phone. That winky emoji thing though, that makes it seem like he's jerking off in the bathroom. You know? I don't maybe he is. Uh and and maybe um Mr. Kojima is of an age where he doesn't necessarily know what all the emojis mean fully. <laughs> or they mean something to him that it doesn't mean to other people. Yeah, I don't it's know, man. More accurate. It's pretty awesome. But uh that's pretty fun. Well, Luke, we got the anniversary show. It's the 49th anniversary of New Japan, and this yep. took place in a legendary building. What do you know about the Budokan? Hey, you've heard of that place, right? I have the uh, Nippon Budokan. Uh, it's just a really good historic venue, and they have big shows there. Uh, that's pretty much all I know. Okay. Well, let me <laughs> I tell know you. there's probably a history and. I know that's probably another place that has like all of the different promotions doing shows there. I think Stardom had had a show there recently, so good on good on them too. Well, let me tell you the brief history of the Nippon Budokan, and it's not brief, but I'm just saying that because um, it's funny. Uh, but uh, it was built in 1964 for the Olympics, similar to uh, other venues we've talked about. Sounds like that the whole fucking city of Tokyo was built in 1964. So anyway, yep. uh, it was ma- it's mainly for martial arts. However, some very famous rock and roll albums have been recorded there. Um, you know, I recommend... The Dream Theater Live at Budokan uh, album. That's some fantastic shit. There's also other guys that played there. But uh, the first band to play there, can you guess? It was in 1966. Who was the first band to play at the Budokan? Well, I don't know. The only band that comes to my brain is maybe, what, the Beatles? You got it. It was the Beatles. That's right. And uh, Dude, there's a funny story, right? right so I, I don't know how true this is, but I heard that the Beatles realized how shit they sounded live because of the Japanese crowd, because what would happen is the, 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 the fans would scream 
so loudly that uh, uh, the Beatles couldn't fucking hear, hear themselves. That is accurate, yeah. So it wasn't until they went to Japan and you know, different style of crowd, right? And they're playing their music and they're like, oh, man. <laughs> oh, man, we sound like shit. <laughs> well, I I think they sound great live with, with the recordings that you can hear. But I know what you're oh, saying. Well, and that's, that's pro- them saying that they sounded like I, shit. No, they're so. allowed to say it. Yeah, it's probably a very yeah. good, a very true story. Uh, uh, real quick, my dad went to the show in 1964 here in America at Crosley Field in Cincinnati. And he was so mad because he couldn't hear them. Because all it was was girls screaming. And I was like, dude, you should have had a mop top haircut, dressed like them. You could have taken a few of those girls home. But my dad was, I know, uh, right? you know, worried about the music. Anyway, okay, so the Beatles played in 1966. Ah! And the Budokan has also been associated with pre- professional wrestling's very big shows, typically from All Japan and Pro Wrestling Noah. However, due to declining business following the death of Misawa and the retirement of Kenza Kobashi, professional wrestling has ceased running regular shows at the Budokan. So uh, this is kind of a rare thing nowadays, according to Wikipedia. But um, during Wrestle Kingdom 12, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling announced that its yearly G1 Climax tournament finals would be held at the Budokan. So it sounds to me like they only have pro wrestling shows there every once in a while, and it's a special building either way, because it's got all that history. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's it's nice to be in a different building. I was about to fly to Japan and burn Kurgan Hall down just so they couldn't run it anymore, you know? I mean, not really. Yeah. Take it easy. Not no, really. I, I know. I know Kurgan Hall is also a, a historic building and everyone likes working there and stuff. But, yeah, sometimes we want to see them wrestle in other places. And I, I reckon uh, Japanese fans must be pissed off at that too. Fucking stop going to Cork and come back to my town. I want to go see a show. Yeah, no You've done fucking seven shows in a row there. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm ready if you are. I mean, Mas- I mean, Master Water's back. That's big news too, obviously. But uh, I'm excited to talk about this wrestling as well. All right. So let's let's go th- through it. Uh, this is a dual show. So it's not only the New Japan Pro Wrestling 49th anniversary. It's also the opening night of the New Japan Cup. And if it feels like we just had the New Japan Cup, it's true. Uh, we had it later last year because of all the, all the bullshit. So it hasn't been the full year like usual. So first off, yay, Suzuki-gun is back. Yeah. We've got uh, Taichi, Zack Sabre Jr., Minaro Suzuki, and Doki versus Wato, uh, Gabriel Kidd, uh, Tomowaki Homa, and Hiroki Goto. Uh, Groto, go Groto. Goto's a bit of a weird choice to be with the other three, but I that's know. okay. I mean, maybe he's quitting chaos, you know? I, I just was like looking at Goto and I was thinking to myself, Come on! Over! Yeah! That's what I was thinking, <laughs> so I could flip him off to his face. Like I did. <laughs> you know? He would fucking kill you, dude. <laughs> and wait, wait, so here we go. Be- so, Luke, match between me and Goto. Yeah, um, I think you're winning. Yeah, that's right. He can't fuck with my roll-up skills. You kidding me? Yeah, yeah. I have to say that because I got to keep doing a show with Mr. Andy. So <laughs> Andy, Andy would kick his fucking ass. Uh, <laughs> so Suzuki couldn't come come out to Taichi's music, and there's fun stuff. I really miss them. Kid gets fucking tortured a lot, especially by Zack Sabre Jr. and uh, Minaro Suzuki, which is awesome. I really like that. And there is a Doki Choki. Oh. 
Darky Turkey! Darky there we Turkey. go. And this is like your standard preview stuff for upcoming New Japan Cup matches. So, we're, we, you know, we'll have uh, Suzuki Honma and uh, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Gabriel Kidd. Anyway, there's a GTR on Doki. What? And that means that Gabriel Kidd technically beat Suzuki Gun. So there is that. And I look forward to seeing Honma get beat up by Suzuki. I write on my notes. Uh, I wrote it meaning something completely different. You know how I meant that that, that sentence, Mr. Andy. You know yes. how I meant it. But uh, I'm going to have different feelings when uh, we watch that match. By the way, Mr. Andy, these feel like old New Japan shows, meaning before COVID, you'd get lots of tag matches, yes. usually featuring previews, and then the uh, the big matches. So these are feeling pretty much like the old days. And uh, that's not too bad. And mind you, sometimes I, I've, through this whole thing, I'll get annoyed because we'll have like four or five tag matches and only two tournament matches. I'm like, what the fuck? They're stretching this thing out, Luke, as long as they can. Yeah, they're, so. they're stretching it out and they're getting people paid. So uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind. So uh, that's all good. So next up, oh, did you want to say anything about the, uh, yeah, the first match? Yeah, I, I want a you? podcast too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's my turn. <laughs> the, I want a podcast no, I was just playing. The, okay, so a couple things. One. <laughs> Gino is on the fucking mic, and so is Kevin Kelly and uh, Chris Charlton, and that makes me very happy. And Gino is, first of all, Gino followed us on Twitter this week, so that's the other big news. I know Robbie Eagles was a big, you know, uh, Robbie Eagles this and that, but Gino following us on Twitter, also a big deal. And uh, it's good to see Suzuki Goon back, like you said. And Gino has this idea that is the best idea ever. The guy only comes out up with good ideas. And he asked the question... That we've all been asking ourselves and we just haven't really been able to put it into words is that why isn't there a dookie cam why isn't there a camera that's just on dookie you know i i think there should be no i mean okay so um <laughs> this match is awesome <laughs> until goto starts getting this shit in and then i don't like it but um you know, it's going to be a theme with Goto throughout the next few shows. <laughs> and and the, there's a part where, you know, there's this kind of like heated thing going on between uh, uh, Kid and, and Zack Sabre Jr. And Kid knocks Zack Sabre Jr. to the floor um, with a forearm off of the apron. And I was like, holy shit, this is good stuff. Their match is going to be good. And we'll get to that, you know. But, um, you know, when, when Goto wins, it makes it the worst match ever, of course. But Kevin Kelly is a sage he is much like gino he asks the questions we're all thinking and he says the things we're all thinking in the middle of this match he says oh i almost forgot about master wado so did all of us kevin kelly so did all of ouch us. ouch poor master wato <laughs> he'll be fine but he he wasn't a like you, you have that in tag matches all the time where uh a couple people have most of the focus and some of the people are just there to make a save and all that kind of shit. So that's all yeah, right. Yeah. We'll be talking about that later. All right. So next up, we got uh Ryusuke Taguchi, Toa Hanare, Finjuice and Tanahashi, by the way, with Finjuice, both having feuds, uh, at impact makes me think they're both losing their first rounds, but, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that more later i think that's our common thread we'll talk about it later later yeah, well, but later, the thing is, is all later. that shit's already taped luke i mean they can have yeah. they can have six oh, feuds in true. impact and it's already been taped so 
So Taguchi, Hanari, Finjuice, and Tanahashi versus uh, Shredder, the King, uh, the Chase guy, and uh, Evil. And I really did not put this in an order. So it should have been like Evil, Sleepy, Evil, Sleepy, Shredder, fuck, fuck this. It's Bullet Club. Uh, I, I'll fix that up later on, but it's all right. Now, and uh, so uh, it was here that I was like, oh, now it makes sense why Tanahashi has that never title. Because it's now the secondary title. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess I'll get it. I'll get into it now. I don't want that as the secondary title. If it's the secondary title, they'll probably push it to have more intercontinental-esque matches. I don't want that. I want never-style matches for the never title. Anyway, uh, so uh, after the two sweet, like, Taguchi tries to get in on it, which is really funny, but uh, then he does his own with the others, which is uh, pretty cool. This is fun. This is a fun match. And uh, if LIJ are a well-oiled machine, uh, I'd say... Bullet Club are well-oiled assholes. Uh, <laughs> their heel work is amazing. And uh, I like Switchblade teaming up with Evil. And I like him teaming up with Kenta. So having him team up with both makes Fun. me fucking laugh. I love it. There's amazing heel work. And... It, during this match, Chris Charlton mentions the possibility of an Ishimori-Tanahashi match because he quickly says, and I'm glad he did because it's true, and sometimes you forget, the Never Open Belt is open to everyone. That's why it's so, funny. That's why yeah, it's so funny. The name Chris is Chris Charlton never jumps open. in and says, oh, if Tanahashi's not careful, if Ishimori pins him here, uh, he'll get a shot. Because, uh, And as soon as he said that, I was like, I want I want to go to there. Yeah. Uh, please. Please give me that match. I would love Ishimori versus Tanahashi. There's a chain stretch on uh, Tana uh, and Taguchi kind of, well, he quite, he's, he's up on the top rope doing something and then he steps off, turns around, walks right into a uh, everything is evil <laughs> SEO takedown. And that's it. That's the end of the match. Uh, so uh, I, uh, that, 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 Tease. I don't. It's probably might not happen. I probably he's probably just saying it because like it's true. Anyone can pin Tanner, and uh, it could be trouble. It's true. I I thought it was funny that Taguchi did nothing in this match, and then gets a hot tag, flying nothing. Everything is evil. He gets. He's pinned. been a little bit like that recently, it's hasn't funny. he? You see, you see a little injured as well. Like maybe. I I don't know. Um, or maybe because they don't have any like major plans for him at the moment and stuff, he's a little on autopilot. I don't know, but he's been a bit low energy. Uh, I thought recently. it was funny, and this match yeah. isn't about him clearly, you know. But uh, mm-hmm. what one thing that you mentioned that I think is so funny is that whenever I'm introducing a friend or talking to someone about New Japan, and I and they they don't know about the Never title or something, I'll ask them, "What do you think that means?" It's the Never Open Weight, or well, I'll just tell them it's the Never Open Championship, and they go, 
does that mean it's always open? And I'm like, yeah, that's what it means, because it means exact opposite of what it's called, which is <laughs> pretty funny. Um, but, yep. uh, yeah, I, I don't have much to say about the match, except for it's, you know, it's Bullet Club beating the shit out of Tanahashi, and it is confirmed that the Landstorm Rat Tail is only for championship matches, because it's not there, and it's pretty clear that that's the case uh, with Ishimori. And, uh, you know, I don't know, it's, it's uh, Juice is growing his hair out, so there you go. That's what I got. Yeah. Um, yeah, Finn, no, it's not Finn, uh, Juice Robinson certainly does have a lot of hair and he can do whatever he wants with it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sure can. it's fine. It's all right. All right. So next we got show Tomohiro Ishii, Kazuchika Okada versus Shingo Sonata and Bushi. This is super fun stuff. And uh, Ishii wasn't like a huge part of the match. So uh, I, f- I figure they're resting him as much as possible, maybe because he just had like a fucking long match the other night against Jay White. So that could be a reason there. But I love Shingo's intensity in this. I always love his intensity. You know how some people, most wrestlers actually, I've seen a lot of wrestlers do this and I'm not criticizing it, but it's a tag night. So maybe a bit, little bit more loosey-goosey, have a bit more fun. It's not as serious, you know, You you know, uh, in the grand scheme of things. Shingo, Shingo and Ishii, though, don't play that. No. Uh, when they're in, they're going to kick your ass and they're going to hurt you, and that's all That's all there is to it. No, no slowing down. So uh, I always like that kind of shit. And, uh, and this is where, all right, yeah, uh, I think Shingo starts his matches in second gear. Not yeah, first. That's accurate. Yeah. Yeah. So there's he a shock. He have a first gear. The first gear is broken. He broke that years ago, you know? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so shock arrow on Bushi. And uh, I, I I think uh, that makes show in the conversation for a person to go, oh, yeah, El Desperado, me and you. Okay. Because. Bushi was the man who did not get pinned or submitted in that three-way match. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. And, Why did uh, they protect him? Interesting. I like that. Yeah. And shows just pinned him. I was like, well, you could have saved Bushi and I'll just... Uh, okay. That's all right. I, I, I love show. So, yep. And uh, I like this uh, Ishii and, and Sonata stare down. That was fucking awesome. <laughs> this gets way better in the future. But yes, this is the beginning of a little story here that gets like 10,000 times better uh, on the next night or the night after. I can't remember. But, um, mm. I, you know, this is a quick match. I don't have much to say about it. It was fine. You know, these guys are good wrestlers. They did good wrestling. Um, the stare down shit was fun. But like I said, it gets much better. But the big news is that we got another show announced. It's, uh, it's called Wrestling Grand Slam. One is, yes. a, is an indoor um, uh, show, and we'll and we'll talk about where that is here in a second. And the other is an outdoor baseball stadium, kind of like the Jingu Stadium thing they did last year. The other show, I mean, these are in late May, but it's going to be at the Tokyo Dome. What the fuck, Luke? I know. I love this idea. Yeah. Because what is something you can't have too many, too much of right now? New Japan crowds. Yeah, man. If you if you want to be able to draw people in and I reckon new Japan's in a pretty good space. Um, most, most, most in most ways in terms of story and interest and intrigue, at least for me. So I, I can easily see them going like, all right, we can get like our hundred or 200 people in Corican, or, uh, maybe we should see if we can 
get a couple thousand in the Tokyo Dome or uh, Yokohama Stadium. So this is apparently will be New Japan Pro Wrestling's first Tokyo Dome card outside of January yeah. in 16 years. Crazy. And I think it might be the first or second time. I can't remember uh, that they've ever gone. I, don't, I think it's actually the first. I don't think they've ever been to Yokohama Stadium. So awesome. And I... Uh, I expect, I don't know if Naito will have a title match or whatever, but I expect Naito should have a pretty big match, at least at Yokohama. Yeah, and he's I'm, the hoping, baseball dude. My, I'm hoping. I don't know anyone else in New Japan that likes baseball except for Naito. <laughs> <laughs> I'm praying to, you know, the gods of wrestling that um, they can, the crowd can, you know, be vocal at the outdoor stadium. That's what I'm hoping. Because, uh, man, come on. Mm-hmm. Please, come on. You know, I get it. They're being safe and it's working for them and it's awesome. Um, you know, we're, we don't give a fuck over here. In fact, a couple of our states just said, ah, we don't need masks anymore. It's fine, right? You know, and uh, so nobody gives that. a fuck over here. But, man, I just want to hear those crowds. I mean, we're watching these these match recommends every week, which is stabbing me in the heart because it's usually ones with big crowds. And I'm like, oh, I just want to hear that now. You know, but I'll be patient. Yeah. I'll relax. I'm just hoping. So, uh Anyway, well, we got some New Japan Cup matches, right? We do. And uh, I do recall us in the uh, previous episode saying, hey, how about a bit of uh, beef versus bread? Uh, that'd be <laughs> awesome. And here it is. Mind you, I wrote Beth. Uh, <laughs> so Beth versus bread. So uh, it is Jeff Cobb versus Satoshi Kojima. Uh, I really like it. I thought this match was great. And Quite hard hitting too. Cobb catches Kojima, like Kojima goes, uh, you know, uses the ropes to jump, springboard himself to jump on the outside, and Cobb catches him. Ah, oh, looked amazing. Awesome. His brainbusters, his suplexes, gut wrench, power bombs, and I'm like, fuck, man, this is all the shit that I love, and uh, I could have done with another ten minutes of this. Uh, I really like what these two put together. There's a, uh, you know, Kojima finally goes for his lariat. Nah straight into the tour of the islands and Cobb advances. I thought this was a great start. And yeah, I know. Uh, I say, sometimes I say this and I'm like, I didn't like that. And then other times I say this and I'll be like, I liked it. And which is, I kind of knew Jeff Cobb was going to win here. Especially because bread got a pin on him in a tag match the previous week. But that's fine. Uh, when you see a dad wrestle, you know that's probably going to be the case. And I guess the the thing is now to just enjoy seeing them wrestle the uh, the younger blokes because uh, it's often a lot of fun. So I I liked it. What did you think? I love this. I thought it was amazing. Yes. It's uh, okay. So a couple things. One, it's not just the hard hitting nature of the wrestling. That it's it's the you know, the way the story's told or whatever you're going to call it, the order in which the moves are done in this match is tremendous. And I know the finish. I know the finish. It's not just I know who's going to win. When someone whose finish, you know, involves running into the ropes is facing Jeff Cobb and they're going to lose, I know what the finish is. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's obvious. And it's like they Always did it. looks good though, doesn't it? Oh, it's it? awesome. And it's perfect. And it's it makes perfect sense that he would catch that. And yet the person who, you know, has to hit that finish knows too. All right. So what happened in this match, here's my kind of headcanon on this, is that Kojima watched Wrestle Kingdom and he saw how uh how um uh Shingo beat him by attacking 
Jeff Cobb's leg, right? And that's how Shingo barely, you know, snick, snuck out that win at Wrestle Kingdom. And so Mr. Cobb, or Mr. Mr. Cobb, Mr. Bread sees Cobb standing on the apron and he fucking gives him the bag at a death to his leg. And that really helped Mr. Bread yeah. like late in the match. And that was really good. And so there was like just cool shit like that. Um, you know, you had Cobb showing personality and, you know, and impressing the crowd with his athletic shit. He copied Mr. Bread and then Kojima like suplexes him. So they, they had those little story beats where the heel does something shitty and then immediately gets, <coughs> gets his comeuppance, which is you got to have that stuff. So I, I really enjoyed this. I can't imagine watching this and being like, ah, oh, that was just okay. Awesome mash. Awesome finish. Awesome wrestling. I loved it. And, oh, and not only is this awesome, it's never as fuck as fuck hell yeah it's our Put first never as fuck match and we're going to be talking about quite a few we never need, as fuck matches we need a sound like you know how you watch a tv show or something and there'll be like boom on the, and then like a like a stamp sound and something comes up on the screen well we need a sound like that and then you know in, when that sound comes down everyone knows oh shit that match was never as fuck what about anyway. this No? Man, you're just obsessed with Taka Michinoku's... Uh, Taka Michinoku from 2019. You, you won't let it go. <laughs> I love him. He's the best. All right, dude. So uh, we continue our good start of the New Japan Cup with Tetsu Naito versus the Great Okan. So anyone wondering if uh, the Okan match against Tanahashi was like a, like a blip? Uh, they can shut up, I reckon, uh, in my opinion anyway, because I really enjoyed this match. Like, Okan was a little slow to start. That's just my personal preference. But uh, once this match got going, my God, Great Okan kicked his fucking ass. Just, just, just decimated Tetsuya Naito. Worked the knee, you know, reverse figure fours, uh, just some slam kind of moves that you don't see that often. Usually when you do a slam on someone, they land on their back. Uh, Okan's doing more suplexes and stuff where people land on their front, reverse suplexes and stuff. Looked really fucking awesome. Uh, it just made, just looked to me like Okan took Naito by surprise. Like, And it was really good to see Okan kind of, well, this is the first, He's starting to wrestle other people that aren't um, dads and Tanahashi, and I really dig that. So, uh, yeah, this is a really awesome match. This, this shows off Okan even more. I was hoping to see the torture thing again, but maybe he'll uh, be saving that for another really, really, really big match. But yeah. I would have thought your first match against Naito was pretty fucking big. But <laughs> even still... I really liked this match. It ends with a ref stoppage, if I am yeah. not mistaken. And Great Okan uh, submits Tetsuya Naito. Naito How is out. That's big. That's so big. So, you know, we've seen Okan have two matches against Tanahashi, one against uh, Okada, and now he's beat Naito. I mean, dude, they believe in this guy, and I do too now. And, yeah, uh, I, man... You're right. So slow beginning. And there was, you know, it's it's kind of like Naito's confident and he's being shitty. He does his like 
tranquilo thing, but instead he does this hilarious Okan pose, and Okan laughs because mm-hmm. he thinks it's funny, and that's great. Um, and and the only thing, and if I gotta be picky, is that he, and this is part partly camera work and partly Okan's fault, is that he gets Naito's knee wrapped around the the ring post, and he hits like a Lance Storm level chair shot on the ring post that's obviously nowhere near his knee, <laughs> and it was like, oh, but he he noticed that it looked shitty and was like, okay, well then he picks up uh, Naito and hits a knee breaker on the chair on the outside, so that was great. Yep. Um. Not only is he picking it up, picking up the, um, uh, not only is he, sorry, uh, bringing it all together in terms of uh, wrestling skills and stuff, he can see he fucked up and being like, yeah, that sucked. Let's do I'm going to fuck yeah. his knee up a different way. And yep, awesome. It's it's great. Well, if you're a heel, the, the like adage is you can't mess up if you're a heel. Because anytime you mess up, you can just turn that into more heat, right? So, you know, he he's learned that, he's figuring that out, which is awesome. And uh, he did something which I've been asking for, is that I want to see these moves that he's doing used in different ways. And he's been doing the claw. And what's he do after beating up Naito's knee? He puts the claw on Naito's knee. And I was like, yeah, that's what I want to yeah. see. I love it. Um, I can't wait to see the Mongolian chops get used like that. They got to do it at some point because it's fucking great. And, you know, and Naito sold his ass off for him. And it's interesting. We're going to talk about another star-making performance uh, from a young Naito later on. And another wrestler selling his off ass off for him. And this is the kind of give and take of pro wrestling. You go in on your back, you go out on your back. You know, and I'm not saying yep. Naito's retiring, but the point is, is he understands that his role as a wrestler is to make new stars. Now you're a star. So you make new stars. That's how that works. And we yep. don't, you know, I mean, we don't get to see that in America, but uh, in New Japan we do. And they figure this part yeah. out, and it's fucking great. I love this match. You don't get to see it in WWE. Let's go. just clarify that. I've seen it a few times in AEW, yeah. so I'll, I'll give – I, I just needed to – I don't watch yeah. that crap. I don't like <laughs> Japan, okay? Watto. <laughs> <laughs> Get off the line. You're not on this week. <laughs> no, that's, shut up. That's Watto's uncle, uh, Uncle Blotto. He's a different guy, so he's drunk all the time. Blotto? It, it, this, you're just making me think it smells like Teen Spirit. A Blotto, a mosquito. Yeah. <laughs> and never mind. <clears throat> all right. Are you, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. The main fucking event of the show. All right. So I've got emotions on this. Uh, it's uh, God versus El Desperado. And immediately... My heart's not in this match because this is the last time both those belts were def- uh, will be defended. So no matter who wins this match, they'll be the first uh, world heavyweight champion. And uh, right away, I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> so it's a great match that I couldn't get into because I fucking hated the implications of it. And it's a lot. Yeah. So look, it's stiff as hell. There is great moves, especially a gnarly frog splash by El Desperado. There's one okay-looking Kamigoye, and that happens every now and again. Sometimes they get the camera angle wrong and all that. That's fine. And then a really good one. Look, this match, is does it feature good wrestling? Yes. Are both wrestlers good in it? Yes. Could I get into it? Hell no. I just couldn't. I, I, I watch this like I'm like, I want God to lose, 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 lose. I want him to lose every match now. Like That's kind of where I am with him. And I knew he wasn't losing this because the junior never really beats the the heavyweight in these matches. Uh, and I I really wanted to love this. 
but uh, I was just kind of soured, and I've been, and I was a little sour because there was a press conference, and I won't talk about it too much because the two things on it were, here's the first round matches for the cup, and there's no point me running through those now because we've already talked, we'll, we'll be running through them as we go through the shows. But the press conference also said, yeah, that the we're doing the title thing, so that's happening, and yeah, so look, not only that. And I realized it's their job to do this because, like, well, it, it just is. Like, Chris Charlton's translating for Ibushi at the end or even during the match, Kevin Kelly and uh, Chris Charlton are doing their best to kind of sell me on the idea that the history and the legacies of these belts aren't gone and all this kind of stuff. But I'm not buying a single single word of it. It... Um, it just, to me, felt like they were doing their job, and that's fine. I understand that. That's all good. But I really disagree with the move. I know you don't give a fuck, but I hate it. And it's made me like Ibushi in this a lot less uh, to the point where I'm just like, you know what? I think from now on I'll just enjoy Ibushi the same way I do Okada. I like their wrestling, but not really them. They're just okay. <laughs> yep. That's where I am. I am, man. And, uh, oh, yeah. <clears throat> Look, after the match, I'll, I'll let you talk about it in a tick because uh, you'll build it back up and you'll be like, right, uh, Tanahashi glaring at Ibushi <laughs> after the match was my fucking mood. <laughs> Except he's holding it in, his disappointment and anger. For like an hour of this show, Charity was in the room and she had to listen. Like, you you, you guys might think I over-tweeted how annoyed I was about this. That's nothing. My wife had to hear about it. <laughs> The whole fucking time. And guess who her favorite wrestler is? Yeah, it's Kota Ibushi. Mind you, this is like one of the one... The, when when the Naito match happened, she even she wanted uh, Naito to win that. So, yeah. Look. I, I Yeah. And uh, I uh, Mr. Fenrir wrote a tweet that I... Tweety that I agreed with. And uh, he wrote uh, something... I'm paraphrasing you, mate. But uh, he said something along the lines of... New Japan Pro Wrestling is lucky that the crowd can't boo. Because uh, I reckon if they could be vocal about this uh, combining of the titles and stuff, uh, I reckon they'll get a reaction that they've been getting on social media. No, don't do this. But uh, yes, look, uh, I haven't gone too much detail in the match. It was just really hard for me to get into. But I know you don't have those problems. And so... I want. I think you'll echo what a lot of, a lot of listeners uh, felt when watching this match. So go for it, dude. Yeah, it's obviously a fantastic match. I mean, you got Desperado in his big match uh, mask. You know, the gold and black it looks fucking amazing. And mm-hmm. and let me let me kind of I'm gonna try to try to kind of turn you on this a little bit in a way. All right. And here's what I think's going on because I don't I don't understand. Are they what, turning a bushy heel? Yes. Yes, okay. It feels like it to me. Yeah, okay. So something like that. I don't know if it's full on heel, but they're definitely doing something like that. And, you know, it's a shade of gray that's going on. And that's because Ibushi is extremely arrogant in this match. He's a giant asshole. And, you know, he's like, he gets mean early. You know, he makes, he kind of makes light of Desperado. And so Desperado's like, well, fuck you. I'm going to break your leg. 
and he evens the playing field a little bit. There's some tremendous selling where Ibushi can't lift Desperado. He like crumples under the weight of his leg. It's amazing. Or the weight of uh, his leg crumples under the weight of Desperado. And uh, like I said, he gets kind of mean, which makes him seem super arrogant. They had a cool, really cool double down where Desperado hits the punch and Ibushi hits the roundhouse at the same time. That was fucking cool. And the finishing sequence involved a bunch of rolling pin reversals and two Kamigoye. So Desperado got to pick, kick out of one Kamigoye, which is awesome. You know, for a junior, that's great. He kicked out of the champion's finish, you know, uh, which, you know, happens a lot of times, these big matches. But, you know, after the match, uh, there's respect, respect a little bit from Ibushi. You know, but like you said, it's 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 there's a kind of stare down too between Taichi and Ibushi a little bit because Taichi was on commentary. He came out to kind of help uh, Desperado because yep. Desperado was like dead after the match, and so he had put everything into this. You know, and Ibushi is kind of like, yeah, I didn't really have to try that hard. I'm kind of a prick now. And then they show Tanahashi right on cue, so upset about you know the lineage the the new japan he used to know is now gone and he's watching it being destroyed by his best friend and so yeah this is the story they're telling all right and i don't know that it's necessarily going to end up the way that it looks right now so we kind of wait it's like abushi stole both of his ex-girlfriends and then merged them into one mega girlfriend and then fucked them in the ring right in front of him <laughs> you know so yeah it's like that so <laughs> mega girlfriend so i mean who knows what he's doing with those belts in his free time he's a weird dude but uh anyway point is is that i think that's what we're seeing here so you know i get it i like that you get fired up i like that you get passionate about this stuff i uh, don't and i do i do about some things like fucking goto and and silly things that i like but that's what's good about this podcast is you get fired up about some things i get fired about about others and either way we can help bring each other back down to earth that's that's very true, and I, I if if I'm feeling really fired up about a match and or a bit down on it, I kind of like to go first because uh, <laughs> you know then you can uh, build us back up, uh, which I think you did. So you know that that is what it is, um, and I wrote this note and I kept it because as I talk about. Uh, New Japan Cup night two, my feelings will definitely change. But and I was just like so amped up and so down on this whole combining of the titles thing. And I was like, to be honest, this makes me less excited for the New Japan Cup and the G1 because now it's for a title I don't like, oh, want, or give a shit about. <laughs> so, and part of me still feels that way, Mister Andy. But as we <clears throat> go. We won't have to go very far into night two before I'm just like, you know what? There is a lot more in New Japan that is working for me that I do care about. And let's get into it right now. So All we've right. got uh, the New Japan Cup night two at Corican Hall. We've got Yuya Uramura, Gabriel Kidd, and Honma. Fuck, they're losing. Versus <laughs> Doki, Zack Sabre Jr., and Minaro Suzuki. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, uh, I think I needed this match. It, it, it only kind of cheered me up. Because I guess I'm a stubborn asshole, and if I like holding on to things, sometimes just uh, get me on a conversation about the last three Star Wars uh, movies, the numbered ones, and uh, you'll know what I mean. Uh, but man, please don't do that, Mister Andy. Now, <laughs> and you know it's hard to be in a really bad mood when you get to watch Suzuki 
and Zack Sabre Jr. especially, uh, well, both those men, more than Doki. I like Doki well, but it, it, this is mostly a thing for Suzuki and Zack Sabre Jr. I like seeing them beat up Young Lions. And I also like seeing them beat up Honma. So I'm still on that Honma train in that respect, I guess, at this point in my notes. But uh, the, uh, the Gabe Kid Zack Sabre Jr. stuff was the highlight, and it was really fucking good. And made me excited for their match. But I see a fucking lightning fast gotch style pile driver on Yuya Uramura. Awesome. Suzuki was not playing around with Yuya this time. That, and just fucking, yeah, because uh, Yuya, the last few times that he's gone after Suzuki, he's getting inching that little bit closer and closer. And Suzuki's this time's like, fuck you, gotch, you're down. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, good stuff. Hanma actually does stuff in this match, which is good. And it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, they're yeah, they're starting to give him a little something. He's he's beating up Suzuki and stuff, and hits like an elbow drop, and they have a chop off. And uh, Kid and Zack Saber Jr. pair off and do all kinds of cool ass shit. Um, man, it's fun stuff. And the finish had that blind tag, like you said, the Suzuki. Suji didn't see the tag, so he's still yeah. he's still going off on whoever else was in the ring. I can't remember. Maybe Zack Saber Jr. Wait, I can't remember. Who am I? But yeah. And uh, you know, I I don't know. I thought this was really fun. Um, after the match, uh, Zack Sabre Jr., there's all this brawling and stuff, and Zack Sabre Jr. runs over and starts hitting the bell, and then Hanma runs over and consoles Kid, which I thought would be terrifying. I mean, you've been knocked out, you're, you're, you're I mean, uh, yeah, it was Kid, because Kid had been killed by Zack Sabre Jr. after the match, and, and Hanma, you're, you're, you're unconscious, you've just been killed by a member of Suzuki Goon. Suzuki is still in the area. And all of a sudden, <laughs> somebody like that just walks up breathing heavy. You're like, oh my oh, God. Oh, dude, I was just thinking that. Imagine imagine you need someone just to give you a hug and like maybe a word of comfort. And it's Hanma. And he's like, everything will be okay. <laughs> he should start his own death metal band. Oh you know, Han God. Mania, running wild, brother, yeah. brother. Yeah, if he does a cover of uh, some Tom Waits songs too, that'd work out as well. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. So we next we got yay Tiger Mask. Yeah, yeah. So Tiger Tiger Mask. He only pops up once. There's these whole bunch of shows. So it makes me worry. Uh, yeah, he's slowing down. That, that's that's fine, I guess. He's he's a bit older now, but yeah, we've got Tiger Mask, David Finley, Yoshihashi, and Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Ishimori, Chase, Pimpy. And evil. Okay, so here it is. The moment that I went from being, what's the point of living? To, all right, I'm good now. I'm back. <laughs> and it's the fucking dumbest thing ever. But it it, it, it was unexpected. It made me laugh. It, it And it just brightened me back up. And I was just like, all right, I'm good to go. And it was Hiroshi Tanahashi and Shredder having a pose off. (laughs) And then Tanahashi getting outposed by Shredder and Tanahashi just having a tantrum and hitting the mat. And I was just like, you know what? I'm back. I love wrestling. This is awesome. And that's how I felt ever since. It also helped that Ibushi was not on any of these nights. Uh, So (laughs) that kind of helped too. But this really dumb moment. Just made me chuckle, and now I want that match even more. Uh, I know it, it doesn't sound like a very Never match, Ishimori versus Tanahashi, but uh, it's definitely in the spirit of Never being a, a junior and a 
I don't. I said senior earlier. Not, <laughs> it's not an age thing, Luke. How many times do you have to tell yourself this? Age is not junior. See, it's weight club. Yeah, I. I'm pretty stupid, but yeah. And dude, Finley is definitely not the wrestler he was even just like two years ago. Uh, I'd say he's. I mean that in a good way. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's so damn. Jesus, let me finish. Uh, <laughs> like he's become really fucking good. Uh, his his wrestling's a lot more crisp. His timing's better. He's I think he's just come into his own, and he feels uh, he feels a lot more confident, and that's what I like. I feel like uh, pairing him up with Juice has has really been good for him too. So yeah, this is it, I don't know. He's a guy that I didn't see much you know, four in New Japan. And now I'd like to see him do a few things, you know, like, yeah, it's pretty cool. So yeah, uh, I like David Finley. He's good. Just let me finish my sentences now. <laughs> so yeah, but uh, this one's a bit of a chaotic mess at the end, but it's a pretty fun one. And uh, a scorpion deathlock on Tiger Mask for the win by evil. Yeah, he has to tap out. Poor Tiger Mask. I, I agree with you about uh, David Finley. I just feel bad for him because he has been snake bit like by all kinds of shit. And and I would I would submit that when they put him with with uh, you know Juice, them not wearing the same gear was a problem. I don't like that. And now they're wearing matching gear. They seem like much more of an actual team to me. And, yep. and that really makes a big difference. It seemed like to before it seemed like they were two singles wrestlers that were wrestling together. That's it. And now they seem like an actual tag team, and I enjoy that. And I think I think we're going to talk about some growth from uh, from uh, Juice as well later on because man, he's getting real good too. Well, um, you know, you have by the way, mm-hmm. we're getting. Uh, this is also part of a preview. Um, yeah, Tanahashi's got to buy, and so does Evil. But uh, it's pretty much a preview. Oh yeah, yeah. For I think it's David Finley versus Chase Owens. Oh, listen, and, listen, and also Yoshihashi versus Yajiro Takahashi. I know you're you're stealing my shit here, man. Um, so I was enjoying this match and I'm watching it. They have the pose down, and then yeah. I blacked out. I think I fell asleep. I'm not sure because I wake up and Yujiro uh, Takahashi and Yoshihashi are tagging out. So I like blacked out. I think I became so bored by those two being in the same proximity of each other and so upset that that was a thing that was happening. My yeah. eyes and my brain rejected it and I just decided my, my body just <laughs> shut down. So um, that is a mess that's happening, yeah. folks. That is going yeah. to happen and I am going to yeah. vomit. So uh, yeah. anyway, I you know I agree with that. We got some shining wizards in this match too, which is an awesome fucking move. Everybody should do that move. Not everybody, but lots of people should do it. It's a great move. And uh, you know, and that's it. I, that's all I got. I just you know, this is the most boring pair of wrestlers in the history of pro wrestling, and they're gonna wrestle each other, and it's gonna be fucking. Well, you know, brutal. I've been on the Yoshihashi train, and I think he's definitely improved and all that kind of stuff, but. That's because I'm seeing him wrestle really good talent that can also <laughs> yes. bring that out of him and bring out the best of him as, as well as kind of hiding the, the worst of him. But, yeah, Yoshihashi versus Yujiro. Um, uh, anyway, so now we got Wato 
Kojima. I'm just moving straight. <laughs> please, I don't want to talk about the implications of that. Man. <laughs> Master Wato, uh, Satoshi Kojima, and he, <clears throat> excuse me, Hiroshi Tenzan versus Laundry and Grado Khan and Jeff Cobb. So, uh, yep, I'm, I'm name checking both those dudes now. Um, I'm, I'm definitely on their trains uh, and uh, all that kind of stuff. Whereas the other guy, laundry guy, he's gone into the, uh, the, the the bathroom on the train, and I've put a lock on it, and he's he's trapped in there. So yeah, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> sometimes I feel if I'm talking, and I'm like, Luke, stop talking. Uh, so Tenzan doesn't just doesn't give a fuck, and this really says something about uh, Tenzan. Uh, don't make bets with him. No, he's a welcher. He's a fucking welcher. And uh, Mr. O'Khan, beat you fair and fucking square, dude. I don't think he cheated to beat you, so come on, man. Is there, Luke, no, is there any yeah. worse kind of person than a welcher? That's like the ultimate worst person ever. Yeah. And they're always yeah. the ones that are like egging on the bet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll absolutely bet you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love betting. And they don't fucking pay up. Fuck you, Tenzon. I like betting, but only when I win. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, you I mean um, Tenzin's got to have some gambling debts in three day and Dad's gym and all that kind of stuff too. <laughs> uh, I think Jay had some great ideas as well in regards to uh, three Dad's gym and Tenzin. But uh, yeah, so Mr. Andy, yes. if you win every. By the way, I said this to Mr. Andy before the show. I don't think I said it on the show. Did I say it on the show? They're doing fucking. Next next door shit like yeah I don't know they're fixing the tiles or the sort well they got the machines going on and shit next door I can't do anything about let me, it let me and... let me put that in English for folks there are people next door working on a home next to where Luke is so if you hear construction noise that's what that is thanks for translating Jesus <laughs> Christ the fuck are you talking about shut up uh, I'm trying to think of like what they're doing who cares I had a look. I watched them. I watched them before coming inside to do the podcast, and I'm trying to relay that to you guys. But I don't. None. All that kind of stuff that they could be doing bores the shit out of me. So I've kind of for, immediate. As soon, Did it's you like when you out? look at your watch and you forget what the time is. So you look at your watch again. Yeah, it was kind of like that. Anyway, Mister Andy, if you win every six man match, does that mean you should, you know, get a never tag title shot? Because guess how this match ends. It wins the way, or the ends the way they all win. It ends the way they all end. Jesus, now I can't talk. Um, yeah, I mean, that's there's something to that for sure. You know, I don't. You know, Cobb's continuing to get these wins, which I think is good. Um, I don't know. I mean, we we've been pissy about this before, and it's turned out to be great. So I'm just I'm along for the ride. So look, surely Okan could win one or two. Because if they do get a trio's title shot, unfortunately, uh, Laundry's going to be in it. But, you know, Akan's going to be in it too. And, you know, I don't know. I, I it just think... always strikes me as weird as when you have a, a group of guys and then when you put them in a tag match, it's always that one same guy that wins every single time. Yeah, but here's the but, deal uh, is that Okan's ordering him to win. 
You know, it's not, yeah. this is by the, you know, the behest of Okan. Okan has, has agreed that this is the way it should go. So, I mean, he's clearly the leader now, right? I mean, like, it's, it's yeah. like, there's no doubt he's the leader of Laundry Boys. And so, you know, it, it's like, I think that that's the case is that the idea is that he is doing Okan's bidding. Jeff Cobb is. Yeah. And of course, Evil and, and oh, not of course, but Evil and Togo attack Jeff Cobb after the match. Because Evil has a first round bye. Smart, yeah. I can understand why Tanahashi has a first round bye. I don't quite understand why Evil has because one. Because he won last year. That's why. Oh, thank you. Yep, correct. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's, it's so, a really obvious answer. It's so good. I there's feel two really of us. dumb. But yeah, they attack uh, Jeff Cobb because Jeff Cobb's second match will be against Evil. Yeah, and yeah. because Evil's smart. And uh, that's why, because he's a genius, and I love it. I love smart heels. It's the best. I hate dumb heels. Dumb heels, unless they're like Beavis and Butthead dumb, that's fun, you know. But <laughs> to me, I thought Tenzon was a star of this match. He was awesome. He was doing all yeah. kinds of cool shit. And and the finish, yes, it's a tour of the islands, but it's the best tour of the islands. It's the three. Oh, yeah, it's the three I, I stage sold one. that. Go for it. It's the three-stage one where, you know, basically he he has three stages to it. He gets them up, he puts them one way, then he flips them over, then does the fucking tour of the islands. It's fucking awesome. I love it. Yeah. Um, I love that he's putting so much thought into these finishes and they're and they're so cool. I love it. This match is great. And I really love that Evil ran out and attacked Jeff Cobb. That's great. And and you know who got booed? Evil, not Jeff Cobb. Even though he's the heel, yeah. this is another one of these situational things where Cobb's going to be the babyface because of how awesome he's been. And so Evil's going to take that heat and run with it. It's going to be great. I love it. That and it seems like everybody just hates Bullet Club more than everybody else at the moment. So they're like the only yeah. real heels, you know. I mean, like Bullet Club yeah. are always the heels, always. And so because they've they've kind of become. They're bigger now, it seems like, than they've been in the past, but that's probably not the case. I don't know, they just seem bigger now. They seem like they're the only main heels in, in New Japan, and the Empire guys are like a different kind of heel that's kind of off to the side. So I'm interested I just to see feel, what the interaction's going to be like. So Yeah, and I just, I like that Jeff Cobb has signed on with New Japan, because beforehand, it just felt like he was a guy in New Japan doing shows. Yeah, he had one foot shows. In, you know? yeah. And now that he's he's signed, he's 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 not hasn't dipped his toe in, he's jumped into the pool. They've got plans for this guy, mm -hmm. and things are looking up for for Jeff Cobb. So if you're a fan of him, yeah, you just he's, watch. He's we, the ultimate wrestler for Japan yet to come. because he's 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 a foreigner who is a monster, but can do amazing athletic shit. And imagine yeah. the matches he could have with a junior. You know what I mean? Like him as a base for a guy like Desperado or a flippy guy, you know, like a uh, fucking, well, I'm thinking of Kushida, but Hiromu and people like that. Yeah. Like if he gets the never championship, I would imagine they're going to line juniors up to face him because he could be, I mean, the matches those guys could have would be just unbelievable. So anyway. Can we get show versus Cobb then? Yes, exactly. Imagine show deadlifting Cobb. It would happen. Absolutely would happen in oh, those man. matches. I mean, that would be outstanding. The little Japanese dude who's strong and has so much heart and has been shit on versus the fucking monster heel that can just flip and fly all over the place. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. I want Not it. only am I bigger than you, 
I can do the moves you can do too. He's skilled. Uh, yeah. He's highly skilled. You know, and that's the thing is that New Japan doesn't have very many heels that are not highly skilled, and that's their gimmick. Yeah. You know, ELP is a highly skilled heel. You know, Jay uh, White is a highly skilled heel. Like, all of their, like, top heel guys are all highly skilled, and that's their gimmick, and it's awesome. I love it. Yeah, me too. Speaking about things that I love, uh, <laughs> let's, let's go to the next match, and we've got Bad Luck Fale versus King of Pro Wrestling, Toriyanu. New Japan Round Cup, or New Japan Cup Round 1 match. Yep. And Farley slaps the trophy from Yano's hand straight away and it breaks. <laughs> oh, my God. And then Yano just loves tempting fate. But just, you know what? I'll just slap the biggest dude in New Japan in the back of the head. Why are you that, That'll go down just fine, won't it? <laughs> and then, you know, Farley starts kicking his ass. And then he tapes Yano on the ring post on the outside. Then gets tricked by Yano. And uh, he charges into the ring post and kind of fucks himself up. Meanwhile, you know, the ref's counting and Yano, who's still taped to the ring post, manages to kind of swing himself inside the ring just as they get to the 20 count and bad luck Fale is eliminated <laughs> and Toriano, the king of pro wrestling, the man who, how many wrestlers are being booked stronger than Yano right now? Maybe no Ibushi? one. He is never pinned. It's amazing. <laughs> He's not getting pinned, is he? Like, no, whoa. even if he loses, it's going to be by count out. Guaranteed. Yeah. And, yeah, so, you know, we haven't... The only downside to this for me, Mr. Andy, is I haven't seen Farley in a while. Yeah. And I was so happy to see him. And I know we'll see him in tags and stuff as well. But, um, uh. Or will we? Because we he's not he doesn't make another appearance on, we'll the, on any of the shows. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. There's a lot of people so missing, and that's how it yeah. is with these things. We'll these see. cards are pretty loaded, and they uh, loaded with wrestlers, and they can't fit everyone on every night. But yeah, I really like this match. What did you? And it, it was pretty short too. Oh yeah, it wasn't that long. I, you know, this match had a lot of environmental offense to it. You know, where they're using yeah. the environment to fight each other, which is really cool. And um, you know, it's it's. <laughs> <laughs> Yano is he gets distracted he's like he thinks he wants to win this match he's like wait a second I think I can body slam Fale and we know that that's oh, something he's obsessed he's, with that right he still is worried about that and something you missed about the finish I don't know if you caught this so Yano's taped to the ring post like you said but he can kind of swing his way in but on his way after after he, he fools Fale into running into the ring post he hits a little low blow with his foot so he hits yeah. a, foot, a foot fair play, which makes Yon, or makes uh, uh, Fale go down, and that's why he gets he beats him. But Yano, he can't be happy because not only did he not body slam Fale, but his trophy's broken again, so he cries like a little baby about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. You're right. He did do the low blow as well, and yeah, I probably should have definitely should have made a note of that because. Uh, Farley's a big dude, so to take uh, maybe something a little more than just one run into the ring post. He so, yeah. snuck it in though. You could have missed it easy. You know, it was yeah. like it was a little, little slick, little fair play. And I imagine that someone has been watching a uh, Yano match for the first time and not known how he won because they kind of turned their head for a second. All of a sudden, he's been rolling somebody up. So just watch. Wait, the Yano time. won. He's typed yeah. to the fucking what? Yeah. Their monitor went out. You know. Oh man, and now. Let's go. Let's do it. The main event, a match I really like. There's just one thing about it I disagree with. And, just uh, one. 
just the one big thing, right? The, the one big thing. Look, I, I, I also love that um, Zack Sabre Jr. comes out to support Tai Chi. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was a really great, hard-hitting, never-style match. Uh, very, very little cheating. Like, Tai Chi, Tai Chi's definitely not pulling that stuff out as much anymore. He's focused more on, uh, you know, beating the shit out of people, which is uh, something I like. And I like this match, but my favorite, my like my top three to win this whole thing, I think I said were uh, Shingo, uh, Tai Chi, and of course Switchblade, because, you know, I want him to see him win everything. And so I was just like, all right, Goto's got a six-man never title. He doesn't really need to win this. So I'm like, yeah, all right, let's go, Tai Chi. Let's go, let's do this. And uh, Tai Chi thinks he's going – Tai Chi thinks Goto's about to go for um, the Yoshi Garoshi, but instead a really high up and big landing on the GTR. Pretty cool-looking GTR, I have to admit. But that does mean that – Goto wins it and ended and, and advances. I'm, I'm so sorry, Andy. Please don't be. Please don't cry. So I, I have very few notes on this match because I was watching it. I was into it. And um, I mean, I, last year Tai Chi beat Tanahashi and Ibuchi in the yeah. New Japan Cup, yeah. and he can't beat Goto. Never mind. Yeah, I hate Goto. Um, so there's a spot in this match <laughs> where it's getting towards the end. I'm starting to feel like, okay, this is going to wrap up here soon. And Tai Chi gets the Gato clutch on uh, Goto. And it, it, I this rarely happens to me, but, it, you know, it was a great false finish. Goto kicked out the perfect time. And I stood up and yelled, come on, ref! Like that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that was three fucking amazing got me turned me into a fan you know and uh, that's what i like about it this match is fantastic i fucking hate goto but man he's he steps it up when he puts in these you know honestly he steps up in these yeah. situations and those guys have pretty good chemistry you know taichi and- kept up with them when they were doing the running and the ropes thing and taichi did really good with that and i was i had not seen that before so that was good uh, these guys, I'd like to see them wrestle again, and I guarantee you that's going to happen down the road. So, and just everybody relax. Goto ain't winning this thing. Okay, he's not. He's going to get beat, and uh, I can't wait to see it. <laughs> no, uh, I, I think you'll be very excited. I think you would have preferred a first round knockout. Yes, but uh, alas, that is not to be. <laughs> I don't know why I'm looking at the bracket thing right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think he's getting eliminated in the next round. Um, yeah. yeah and I'm, just I'll for folks in. that are out there wondering, we usually don't talk about the upcoming shows when it comes to these kinds of things and who's going to face who and how it could go because then you've ruined the whole thing. You know what I mean? It's kind of – sometimes it's obvious. You kind of piece it all win, together. So. And this is a like, big tournament too. It's 30 people. So there's a lot of matches, and, and this is the maybe one of the biggest New Japan Cups ever. So – this is yeah. uh, it's going to be fun to kind of see how it goes going forward, and I'm not going to be looking at that thing very often. So, also, what kind of happened is we did our last show press conference. This was announced next show, which is this one. So we we didn't really get. Not only did we not do any of that talk, uh, we kind of didn't have the chance to anyway. That's true. But uh, yeah. Oh, uh, I, it's, we've seen curtain jerker Tanahashi. Have we ever seen Curtain Jerker Jay White? 
since his oh. young lion days? I mean, what the fuck's going I, on here? Yeah. So here we go. New Japan Cup night three. We're in Ota City General Gymnasium. Oh, Show yeah, is on is commentary. The, uh, this is the uh, the place that's in the submarine. I love it. it yeah. It's like it looks like it's on a submarine or something. Or no, that's yep. the next show. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got. I think so. Yeah. The next one is in the white square boxing. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I love that. So this place. is Ota City General Gymnasium. Show is on commentary, and we start off with Jay White. What? So we got Jay White, Shredder, and Chase versus Yu Umura, Toa Hanare, and David Finley. So it'll be uh, Jay and Hanare in the first round, as well as uh, Chase and Finley. And yeah, it's weird to see King Switch in the opener. <laughs> Jay tells the cameraman off for focusing on the commentary <laughs> and not him. <laughs> he fucks with everybody. It's awesome. So I'm, I'm typing show on commentary. And next thing you know, I hear, what are you fucking focusing on him for? Why don't you get a load of this? He's Open talking to you, Luke. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that was pretty funny and look this is a fun uh preview stuff there's fun preview stuff between hanare and white really looking forward to uh to their matchup i mean i think white's most definitely winning and i want to i don't know i i want to see some some breakout stuff from hanare like i want to see him move up a little bit or do something i think I think it's been long enough that he needs uh, to wrestle Shingo and he needs to wrestle Ishii in singles matches. I'd be putting him in the never mix somehow. Yes. I don't know. Yes, that's where he belongs. Yeah, uh, and it's taken him a while to do that. Like he could have had a couple of failed title shots already. You know, like just something to pump him up. Even if he lost the title shot, someone like Ishii's going to make him look like a billion dollars anyway. Well, he's there just in case. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. And so, like, yeah. th there's a lot of guys that are on that roster just in case. And so I think Hanari yeah. is one of those guys that's there, and they believe in him. However, it's not time yet, but it will be. Yeah. I mean, he's only – he's 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 a young young buck anyway. He's like 20-something, so he's fine. He's got heaps of time. That's no problem there. But uh, you you got the uh, Young Lion suplex on Ishimori. I know that has a name now. It's had a name for a while. I keep remembering, uh, forgetting it. So it's still the Young Lion Suplex. You know, the double underhook one. Yes. But uh, a bloody cross on Yuya Uramura and uh, Ichimori. It's a good one, too. Um, yeah. I don't have a lot to say about this one, except that it's this is the beginning of Jay fucking with Hanare. And uh, this really goes crazy on night on the next night. Uh, it's really good. Ishimori ate the Ho Train spot, and then he won. So that's uh, you know whatever. That's all I got. <laughs> and here we go. We got uh, Naito, Bushi, and Sonata versus. Uh, why did I write Empire and Laundry? Oh yeah, because yeah. I put Jeff Cobb and uh, Greater Khan in the Empire spot and. Uh, the other guy in the laundry spot. So yeah, I, I look at the lineup here and I'm like, yeah, Bushi's eating this. And I bet I bet you I know what he's eating too. Uh, well, I bet you I know where he's going. He's going on a fucking tour. That's where he's going. <laughs> so uh, and Naito really likes fucking with Great Khan's ponytail as well. Have you noticed this? <laughs> he just yanked on it and started dragging him around by it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Naito and Okan, I, I, I dig right together. I want to see another singles match between both men. I agree. Uh,
Well, this is this yeah. is the thing is that this is starting stories that we're going to see later on. This is how it always works in New Japan. Is when guys yep. get wins in tournaments, it doesn't mean it's over. You know. Yep, and uh, I can't put it all together. So I, I there was a period, Mister Andy, where I'm like, I don't know about this guy. Now I'm just like, I want to see him wrestle Shingo. I want to see him wrestle Taichi. I want to see him wrestle Ishii. Uh, you know, all you know, so many guys. Now, uh, I, I, man, shit, Suzuki, you know. He's got a big future. It. It's going to be great. Yeah. I want to see all, because all, all, all those matches will be first times, and I, I can't wait. I know I know he wrestled all of them as Oka, but that doesn't count. What about this? What about when Jeff Cobb finally becomes big enough that he can break off and turn face on or turn heel on the Empire, and then we get Ocon versus Ocon or versus Cobb? That's gonna happen. Hell, right? I mean, you don't even need to turn them, dude. You just have Cobb and Ocon be in the same bracket in the yeah. G one. There you go. And and boom, there it is. That'll be fucking awesome, by the way. See? Holy see? shit. And see, a couple few episodes ago, I'm like, I don't think this Ocon guy is working. Now I'm just like, and uh, and he yeah, was made. Worked. By Tanahashi, and Tanahashi is such a valuable wrestler because he can do that. You know, I'm not saying yeah. that Okan didn't play his part. Of course he did, but Tanahashi's the guy. You know, that's why so many betrayals and turns and all that kind of stuff. Well, he put him over happen. huge. You know, yeah. and and you don't get to just do amazing moves to Tanahashi. He's got to be like, okay, I'll take that. You know, so you know, it's it's. Yep. I don't know. I like it. Yeah, I really like it too. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> I did like uh, seeing Sonata put that guy in a paradise lock, which made me happy. Uh, I'd have left him like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got the eighth or so tour of the islands in a row on Bushi for the win. What if like, okay, so Dickhead gets put in the paradise lock and then they, they just like wrestle around him for the rest of the night. And then like later on, the guys are turning the lights out and he's like, Hey guys. I'm still stuck in this. That'd be funny. Anyway, that's the end of a dad's episode. Um, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we had a hot shot start here, you know, which we we've been seeing a little less of in these past couple shows, which is good. Yeah. And we got to see shithead versus uh, Sonata, which was really good. Uh, fun stuff. You know, um, I really like that. And, <laughs> Bushi actually got to get a little bit in on Cobb, which was interesting. And, you know, you got LIJ doing LIJ stuff. Um, but the thing that was really kind of stood out from this match was after the match. Empire stands tall. Um, they had this awesome camera shot of the Empire doing the roll call with Naito looking on. You know, like, fuck you, that's my thing, you know? So, um, disrespect from Ocon yeah, to Naito continues. He turns his back on him, and you see Naito looking on all pissed off. Awesome stuff. <laughs> all right, man. Holy shit. Han Mania. Han Mania. So, you got it, don't you? You caught the Han Mania. Yeah, I do, actually. So here it is. It's a uh, it's your next New Japan Cup round one match. It's Minaro Suzuki versus Tomoraki Homa. And fucking loved it. So he fucking slap fight to start off with, and the crowd is audibly gasping at some of the some of Minaro Suzuki's strikes. There's a great struggle out of the gotch too by Homer at one point. And and I wrote 
I'm watching this match, and here's what I, I'm like. It goes to show what can happen when a wrestler will work with Hanma yes. and not go out of his way to make him look like an old has-been chump. Don't get me wrong. I, I fucking love it, and I laughed my ass off when Naito did it. That's his shtick, though. That's him. That's it. That's his personality. That's his character. That's what he does. But it's not Sonata's. And for, for me, Sonata seems to have a style where he can – Go toe-to-toe with anyone. You can kind of mimic the style a bit. Like he can have submission bangers with uh, Zack Sabre Jr. He could do the comedy stuff with with Yano. But he just ran rings around Honma that night and just made him look like a piece of shit. Agreed. And this is this is what I'd like more of. Can Honma do it all? Maybe not much, not so much anymore. He, can, he just can't. And that's that's all right. I'm not shitting on that this time. Because Suzuki worked with that. All right. So, and I guess Suzuki's got a style that's closer to uh, Honma's than the other two gentlemen. But, you know, the other two gentlemen are still young enough and pro enough to kind of be able to switch it up a little bit. But Suzuki felt like it felt like Suzuki worked with Honma to make this fucking awesome. And... You know, you could easily see this line up Suzuki versus Honma and be like, fuck, whatever. But the match was awesome. And it goes, and I loved it. It accentuated all of Honma's positives and hid his negatives. <laughs> and I fucking loved that. I don't need to see Rana's by Honma to show me that he can do shit like that. I, I don't care. As long as, like, if they show me his positives and I get to see those kind of accentuated and worked with. And then, yeah, it just, it just felt so glaring the difference between um, Honma and the LIJ blokes. And I'm not, not shitting on them, but it just felt so different. Like between those, Uh, I really love this match. It's a hard hitting strike fest. It's never as fuck. Uh, there's a gotch no. There's a pin by Honma that was really close, and then like this another savage fucking strike to the head and a gotch style pile driver. And Suzuki, of course, advances. But amazing jumping headbutts, uh, all this kind of stuff by Honma. Uh, and you see very little of Honma's downside in this match, which made it even better. Uh, what did you think? I'm the one who told you it was awesome. I like messaged yeah, you. you did. Like, is this ain't good? I was like, fuck. I was yeah. a death match down under when this show was on. So <laughs> yeah, is, I had to watch this next shit. day. This is what I want to see from Hanma. This is what I want to see from Suzuki. This is it. These guys are they running? No. Are they uh, jumping off of shit? Eh, barely. You know what I mean? This is a ground based fucking never as fuck just strike fest. It's awesome. This is. You know, this is the stuff that made me fall in love with New Japan. Like I've said before, if you haven't listened to our earlier episodes, one of the matches that made me fall in love with New Japan was Hanma versus Ishii for the Never title. And this is where Strong Style lives now, is this type of match, this Never style. It's why our show is called what it's called. This is what we're all about. This is what we love. So this show, I mean, this match represented 
what I love in New Japan better than, you know, anything else that I saw this week, probably. I fucking love this so much. It's so good. It's certainly never as fuck. I mean, the strikes are amazing. The headbutts are amazing. It's just awesome. Go watch this if you haven't watched it. And maybe you'll understand why Hanma's on the roster. Because he's been bad for the past couple months. And, you know, but, I mean, think about yeah. it. They, he's wrestling four or five times a week. He's fucking doing the travel, which, you know, maybe he hasn't figured out the jerking off in the bathroom thing like Mr. Dredd. But, you know, <laughs> maybe he can help him with that. But they're all pranking. <laughs> which, you know, what it was, uh, too, by the help way, is that Jay on Twitter, not Jay White, she had mentioned that she thinks that Hanma works at the dad's gym as the janitor. And they make him clean up all the shit. And I was like, well, that's... That's funny, but it's kind of mean. And and we don't want the dads to be mean. We want them to be, you know, uh, to have these redeeming factors. So what I was thinking is that, yeah, I mean, maybe he works there. But what I was thinking is that they let him do online classes. But we as the audience see that the computer's not even plugged in and Hama doesn't know but it's it's the dads. They can't say no to Hanma. He's their friend, and and Hanma's always complaining about how he doesn't get any dates. But all the dads get all the dates, you know. But it's because the computer's not plugged in, and we know that, you know. So that's what you know. Was it's uh, Alfred Hitchcock says that drama, you know, occurs when uh, two people are sitting across from each other, and there's a bomb under the table, and the audience knows it, but the characters do not. Right. You know, that's that's kind of the idea there. So so there's my Alfred Hitchcock take on Hanma as a uh, member of the dad <laughs> show. So there you go. I never thought I'd have uh, hear Hanma and Hitchcock in the same sentence. I think but, about uh, weird stuff when I'm watching wrestling. So there you go. Yeah, I've been thinking about rewatching Rope because uh, I haven't done a Hitchcock for my review show. Amazing. And Rope is one of my favorite movies. I love Alfred uh, Hitchcock. I love his movies. They're so good. Um, oh, I, so yeah, good. we can't get into that, but yeah, they're awesome. Yeah. Go watch those movies. All right. So next match, we've got, uh, Juice Robinson versus Kenta and yeah, Juice has just gone full disco, hasn't he? <laughs> <clears throat> you know, I expect him to come out with like disco fever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it John Travolta uh, come with him to the ring and do the dance? <laughs> no, nah, man, it's got to be disco inferno. Come on. Oh no, that guy's a piece of shit. <laughs> I actually think he's really funny, but I love Disco Inferno and Nitro. I thought he was awesome. Dude, so did I. I thought he was like this, like, I thought he was as lame as Disco Stew, but he just always made me laugh, and I, I kind of like this, the big lug, so Cut yeah. his hair and shit. He had that match versus Jackie at, uh, at um, uh, the Halloween show in 97. That's a fucking awesome match. I, it's so good. It's, How many it's people really cool. in WCW had those shit gimmicks? And went nowhere. He had a shit gimmick, and he made it fucking work. It's true. Uh, he, yeah. So yes, Kenta versus Juice. Uh, Kenta hits uh, Juice early on with the ring bell. It's like it's a really cool back and forth here, and uh, I really liked Juice's Death Valley Driver on the outside. I do love Death Valley Drivers. There's some great striking and reverse combos, but uh, I, I don't know. I just felt like these two have had better matches together. Really? Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, and uh, game over, and Kenta advances. I thought this was killer. And and to me, I'm watching this, and I'm seeing Juice. And yes, I've seen Juice do amazing things. I mean, I saw him, I don't know if I ever told this story or not, but the, the, the when I, when I kind of got hip to him was when he broke Kevin Owens' nose. 
You know, I knew I've been watching NXT. Oh yeah, his last his last day in NXT. Dude, that fucking match is outstanding, and it's like and it's like yeah, Kevin it Kevin Owens made him. That's what happened there, you know. And I was like, I want to watch that guy, and you know, and he didn't. It's not like he hasn't done that in New Japan, but man, I thought he was a bumping machine in this match, and he was selling yep. his ass off. They had a table spot, like you said. There was all this like really hard hitting and just like fucking evil looking offense. Uh, Kenta did the uh, hilarious thing where he starts to clap and then makes it more and more complicated. And, and it, you know, the <laughs> that a lot. And I love it. So that was funny. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I thought there was a part here where they're both swinging on each other. Right. And, and juice ducks a back fist from Kenta and Kenta loses his balance. Because he was expecting to hit him, you know, and that's what that's fucking good selling. I love that. Yeah. That was awesome. I, I thought this was an absolute one of the best matches I've ever seen from Juice. And uh, I love him and Kenta. They can wrestle forever and I'll, I'll watch it. I love them. Nice. Um, maybe I maybe I was just on a high from the previous match. But it, it's not it's, an awful match. I don't dislike it. That's, I'm not saying that at all. It's I just not as like, good as the other two on this night, in my opinion. However, yeah. it's real good. And it could have been, I, like, if it was the main event of some, like, you know, Kurgan Hall show, you you know, maybe you'd like it a little more. I don't know. But it is fucking great. So It's like when you're listening to an album, right, and you've got, like, the first track, hit single. The second track, whilst good, is just an album track. The third true. song another hit single and that track that's still really good is just like sandwiched between two fucking like greatest hits i mean you're uh, listening to the a side are you listening to the b side on the single maybe not maybe not right so yeah and mind you uh having having said that and made all of those analogies and stuff uh i like kenta and juice better than the main event so yeah Damn. uh uh look this match starts hot. I'm into the, the first major portion of it because Shingo, this is uh, Shingo versus Kazuchika Okada. And this is because Shingo doesn't let uh, uh, Okada slow this match down. He even goes to the fucking top rope and lands an elbow. And I was like, yeah, all right. We're, we're, Shingo's making him wrestle never style. And I'm just like, and money clip. Fuck. <laughs> match is getting a good again. Yeah, money clip. Fuck. Stop it! There's fucking five of them! And it fucking took me out of the match every time. Now, is he doing it probably because, like, it's heavily rumored that he's got injuries and stuff? Yeah, that's fine. Um, look, dude, I'd rather you fuck off, get healthy, and come back than work like this because I don't like it. And I'd rather you be safe and healthy. Like, just if you if you got shit going on, I think New Japan will be fine with you taking a break because there's so many, like, they're pretty stacked in terms of really good names and really good in-ring competitors. So I feel like Okada, the best thing he, uh, yeah. Look, the money clips kept bringing this match down for me like it did their G1 match which everybody also loved, and I was just like, too many fucking money clips for my liking, and this is the same kind of thing for me. But, Shingo won, so I'm fucking happy. <laughs> I love this and Shingo got all of his big moves on oh, it. Yeah, made in Japan, Last of the Dragon, all of them. He fucked Okada up. So I kind of like that, but the money clip portions kill the momentum, kill it. 
for me. Yeah, I, I don't stop ag- it dead. I don't agree, but it's okay. We don't have to agree. I I don't. That's all right. I just I don't mind it at this point. It's fine because I I had a feeling Shingo was going to win, and you know, and I just was really all about that. And Shingo seemed like he knew he was going to win. He was cock of the walk in this match man he's fucking oh, yeah. he was peacocking and preening and he was doing the, the money or the uh the fucking um rainmaker pose and shit he did it more than once he did a rainmaker he was just rubbing it in and i love that i loved seeing okada be second banana in this match and that's what was going on and it was fun to see that you know because he has not necessarily been good at a supporting role as we've seen. And this was him being forced to be good at a supporting role. And I thought he did an excellent job. Um, You know, you can tell he's trying to slow things down and he was selling the back big time. I'm sure they know that those rumors are out or whatever. So he was selling the back and uh, you know, Shingo was attacking the back and stuff. I I really loved it. Um, Okada kicked out of the main Japan pumping bomber on Okada and he kicks out, but then another, or oh, then last the dragon, and Shingo wins, and the announcers lose their fucking minds. I mean, they they must have had heart attacks. I mean, they like all died oh, right there yeah. on the scene. It was just amazing, and it was fun because we had Japanese commentary and not English for these shows. And it was uh, other than the anniversary show, and it was really fun because it's been a while since I've watched the with the new or with the Japanese commentary, and I really enjoy their enthusiasm because it's out of control. So. so I reckon maybe people have just gotten used to him doing the money clip and have just accepted it and gone all right let's move on i haven't i hate that move <laughs> I, I fucking hate it and to me it's okada's butterfly lock and now if i'm going to call out uh yoshihashi every time he does that one shitty move i don't like <laughs> i'm definitely going to call out kazushka okada as well like i can't just shit on the shit guy uh, for doing something shit. I have to shit on the good guy for doing something I think is shit okay. too. So All right. All right. Um, I love the promo Shingo cuts after this, by the way. I, uh, he cuts a promo pretty much saying that a Carter winning would have been boring as fuck. <laughs> and, and and then he says that God needs to be taken down a peg or two. Yeah. Agreed on both counts. Man. And also this means that uh, Shingo versus Goto is next. Yeah, and Shingo's going to fucking, he's going to right a wrong, man. I can't wait. See, this It is the also shit. means Naito and Okada are out. Yeah, yeah. it's Well, this, I, I don't know if you know, you know, the history of this, but man, every year when I used to watch the New Japan Cup, it was always a much smaller tournament than the G1. And it was just kind mm. of a thing that they did. And the big guys a lot of times would get knocked out early, which would make it obvious who was going to win. But now this is a much bigger field, which makes it a little more, a little less obvious who's going to win, which is nice. Um, but yeah, a lot of times the big guys get knocked out early, and in that way they can rest. So hopefully we won't see Okada in tag matches and stuff going forward. Um, you know, but we probably will. We'll see what happens. So. Yep. So yeah, that's another match where I'm glad you went second, Mister Andy. So. Uh, hey, we're back yeah. in the submarine. Now we're in the yes. submarine. I jumped the gun before, and I did learn some information about the submarine. Um, it's been, uh, you know, in service since uh, the '60s, and they built it for the Olympics in 1964. But what happened was, is the Olympic Committee was like, "Well, we don't have a submarine event," and they were like, "Oh shit, what are we gonna do with this thing?" 
And New Japan was like, well, paint it yellow and have the Beatles play in it. <laughs> and and they can live in there too. And then every once in a while, New <laughs> Japan can have a show. So there you go. That's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got night four of the New Japan Cup. We're in, uh, uh, fuck, uh, Yamanashi. And we start off with Yoda Suji versus Yuya Uramura. Look, this is a good young, young, long, yeah, this is a good young lion match. I have to say that slower just so I can say the actual fucking words. Uh, with great back and forth, but, you know, remember when we saw this every day? Yeah. For like months? Yeah. Uh, I still kind of haven't gotten over that. So, uh, I'm like, I'm happy for them. You, you do good guys. Uh, Yoda Suji squeaks out a win, and I'm, I'm, I'm ready to move on. I'm sorry. I, only, I love both no, I'm with you. Yeah. The only thing I have to say about this is that the, the, that rolling lucha pin combo that uh, – Suji won with that's Lexus Montez move. He does that. Oh, I wonder what Mister Montez feels about that. He's probably uh, like, cool. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, he yeah. Care. Oh. <laughs> All right, so here we go. We got Empire Boys versus Kojima and Hanma, and I'm um, I'm like, well, all right. So because this is a tag team match and not a six man tag. Does that mean Okan could get the win here? And I'm thinking like that, and obviously I'm wrong, 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 wrong. But uh, Kojima had Okan doubled over at one point, and uh, Hanma comes over to hit an axe handle, you know, and as he comes down, he hits Kojima instead. And uh, it's a blinker, you miss it kind of thing. Kojima gets hit. He sells it for a second, then moves out of the way. And then Hummer, <laughs> then Hummer does it again on Great Khan. And that made me chuckle. And uh, I won't shit on Hummer because he had a banger the night before. And uh, he just got his ass kicked and gotched big time. So, look, the, the poor guy in two nights, uh, I'll talk about after the match. But, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and... This ref does something that annoys me. He counts a shitty pin. You know, mm. one foot on the wrestler, the other wrestler, the, the guy doing the pin standing up with his yeah. arms going, yeah. This ref pit counts that. And I'm like, come on, Red Shoes would never do that. What are True. you doing? True. Red Shoes has got to take that guy out the back by the woodshed and go, no, 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 no. You don't count those pins. Fucking smack. <laughs> don't. You, you know, I, I I know they do it all the time in America and stuff, and they I'm, no one's ever winning one two three from it. But I just really like that Red Shoes is like fuck you. Uh, I'm not counting that. So yeah, Ref Kansas uh, a shitty pin that Red Shoes definitely wouldn't. Cobb's pull, putting all that uh, heel stuff together too, hitting Honma with machine gun chops, you know, doing the Kakeshi and shit, uh, or at least trying for a Kakeshi and stuff. And Paul Honma. Just 24 hours after taking a giant-ass Gotch-style pile driver, he has to go on a tour of the islands. So uh, give Honma all of those blue ice packs, give them, give all of them to him, and just put them all over his body, bury him in them so only his face is uncovered, and uh, just uh, let that poor bastard have a fucking break. Those, He's been working hard. Yeah, those blue things, they have, like, magic healing properties, I think, because it's like the next day they're fine. You know, it's crazy. <laughs> that, that and that tape, that tape is amazing shit, too. Um, I, the only note I have about this match is it's two, uh, G, uh, two New Japan Cup winners versus two New Japan Cup losers. So I thought that was interesting. Yep. 
Um, mind you, I, I felt like that yeah, the, the night before. I'm like, wait, why are the laundry guys wrestling Lij? Sonata is not wrestling any of them. Naito just they lost just have to them. To wrestle somebody, you know? Yeah, you got to wrestle somebody. This is pretty <laughs> much the uh, pretty much the thing here. So yeah, all right. So um, oh yeah, did you want to add anything to that no. match? No. All right. <laughs> All right, Ryusuke Taguchi, uh, Juice Robinson, Toa Hanari, and Hiroshi Tanahashi versus the Evil Sleepy King Dicks. Yes, I did it. <laughs> uh, and Sleepy, because, you know, go to sleep. Man. That's all that stuff. All right, so, yeah, I do enjoy it when Cancer and Jay tag together. And, <coughs> and um, I'll addend, make an addendum to that. Uh, and Evil as well. Uh no offense to Dick Togo. I mean, he's pretty good too. But I just like those those three heavy hitting top guy heavyweights tagging together, doing their heel antics and shit. Oh, it puts a fucking smile to my face because I think they all three of them just feed off each other and it's awesome. Uh, Taguchi gets cornered by all four Bullet Club guys at uh, four uh, because you know Gato's there, and uh, he tries to do the two sweet. <laughs> But then they just kick his ass. I'm gonna cough. Excuse me. Yeah, he's well. He's been, Taguchi's been trying to join L, uh, uh, Bullet Club. You know, join like get in their huddle at the beginning. And I'm pretty sure that he shaved his beard to look younger, so to kind of like impress Bullet Club to try to join. That's what I thought. He does look kind of younger at the moment. Yeah, and. Th- uh, so I'm, I'm thinking here, all right, Taguchi definitely does not agree with Einstein's definition of insanity because no matter how many times he fails, he is still going to, he still tries to hit Jay with his ass. He just won't let that go. No, not tagging out. Not, not got to hit him with the butt. Fail, fail, reversal, step out of the way, fail. And then finally he, he fucking gets a, gets him with the funky weapon. So I thought that was really funny. And we have the uh, Never Champ looking strong here. Don't usually see high fly flows in these kinds of tag matches, but he hits an awesome one on Dick Togo for the win, and then Hanare jumps Jay after the match. Uh, at the beginning of the match, Jay does something off camera that makes Hanari break character and start laughing, which is great because it was like a it was a fucking close up on Hanari and he's looking at Jay and you hear Jay like talking and then Hanari's just like oh shit you got me you know it's pretty fun because if you don't know folks wrestlers love fucking with each other right in the middle of matches and they love to try to get each other to break and it happens all the time um, and it's fun so uh, there's a lot of hokey pokey at the beginning of this. Um, you know, uh, tagging out, tagging in type of stuff. And, and I'm watching this, and I'm watching Bullet Club be masterful heels. And I, you know, it's it seems obvious. It may seem obvious to you, but they only attack when they know they have the advantage. That's Unless they're absolutely yeah. forced to, they would only attack you if they know they have the advantage, which is fucking great. <coughs> uh, Juice bitches out Chumpy at one point, which is great. Um, uh, that was funny. <laughs> The, the Taguchi comedy spots were great. And um, like I said, I'm pretty sure he's trying to get in Bullet Club. And this match is pretty good. All the Taguchi shenanigans end up forcing Jay, who the whole match has been doing everything he can to avoid Hanari to piss him off even more. Um, it, it Basically, the Taguchi <coughs> comedy stuff forces Jay to face Hanari. And then Gato sacrifices himself for Jay. 
Evil sacrifices himself for Jay, and then Dick Togo tags in to save Jay, all at the end. It, 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 like, right in a row, this happens. It's a really neat little thing in the match. Tanahashi tags in at the very end of the match and does, like, two things. And uh, the cra- I, the announcers were very surprised when they saw him calling for the high-fly flow. They were like, this is a fucking bullshit tag match. What are you doing? <laughs> this is really yeah. good, though. I highly recommend this. This is fun. Yeah, you're right. He comes in right at the end and uh, sling blade, high fly flow. The that's end. It. <laughs> it's, all, it's all he needs to do, you know. And that's, I mean, if you're going to see Tanahashi use an attack match, that's what you, that's what you want to see, right? <gasps> and another yeah. thing that happened this night that's interesting is that they took forever to get to the back after this match. Tanahashi stopped and took pictures with people. I mean, he was, you know, doing everything he could to kind of stretch time for some reason. And I think that they were just, you know, just really trying to give the fans what what they came to the show for. There's a lot of people at the show. And so I think that's why. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, really cool stuff. And here we are. We got uh, this is where I'm thinking, like, God damn, another tag match. I mean, I like the wrestlers. Oh, this it, but is awesome, though. There's only fucking two fucking tag uh, tournament matches. What's going on? Oh, yeah, because they're stretching out a bit. Yeah. But uh, here we go. we got Bushi, Sonata, and Tetsuya Naito. And according to my notes, Shongo. Uh, yeah, that's not right. Shingo versus uh, Sho, Tomohiro Ishii, Hiroki Goto, and Kazuchi Okada. Not only is this match really cool, Mr. Andy, motherfuck, they are, they got plans for Shingo, dude. <laughs> it seems like it, huh? But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll throw to you a little bit because I got a little distracted during this match. Uh, no no uh, offense to the, the, the wrestlers, but uh, I did get a little distracted. So I'm throwing – I should have just uh, segued it a little okay. better. That didn't make me look like I uh, got distracted during this match, but I failed. Right. And uh, go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you got your announcing announcements going on at the beginning. All the wrestlers are staying in the ring, and you got the you know the announcer ah, ah, doing his fucking thing, and he announces Ishii, and Ishii barely acknowledges it. He kind of steps forward a little bit, but he is doing the Mike Tyson thing. And the second he entered the room, he had his eyes on Sonata, and he does not yeah. stop looking at Sonata until the match has been over for ten minutes. <laughs> so funny so basically chaos does their shit lij does their shit and at one point milano accurately calls a move a kick sandwich which was fucking hilarious because that's what it was it was a guy getting kicked on both sides and it was a kick sandwich so um that was fun uh we get some never shit between goto and shingo and i'm like oh boy this match is gonna be great if goto wins i quit (coughs) um and uh, they do the everyone in the pool spot twice. Um, you know, everybody gets in, gets their shit in, gets out. Uh, and poor show thinks he's going to pin Shingo for a second. And the opposite happens. But this is where the fun stuff is. Because after the match, everybody's kind of doing their thing. And we got a little stare down between Goto and Shingo. But all the chaos guys are leaving because they lost. And uh, what happens is, is that uh, <laughs> Ishii and Sonata are standing on the apron. And they're staring each other down. And Ishii gets in his face. And he kind of does like a shitty chop to him. And they just kind of stare at each other. So much so that Okada, who has already gone to the locker room, has to come all the way back into the ring and and like collect Ishii. Who walks 10 feet and then turns around and stares at Sonata and walks backwards 
I mean, they stretch this out forever. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like seven or eight minutes of him walking backwards slowly, looking at Sonata. And it's like, I love it. I care about that match now, you know? Yeah. <laughs> all they do they is look all, at each other. It's great. They always have great matches, uh, Mr. Ishii and Sonata. Uh, you got the, the Stone Pitbull versus the Cold Skull. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> and, and this also, we haven't talked about it very much, and I, we're running super long on this, but I, I just want to mention it's really cool that whenever possible, New Japan has two entrances. One for the heels, one for the faces. Now, it doesn't always work out that way when there's two faces and stuff like that. However, it's really important because, you know, when you watch an indie show or or WWE or whatever, and they come out the same entrance and they have this blood feud and then they walk calmly to the back, you're like, well, you guys are in the same fucking locker room. What the hell? You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's so yeah. obvious it's fucking fake. And so I really like that um, that they they add that kind of layer of kayfabe to it. It's really good. Yep. And hey, if it was weird seeing uh, Jay White in a curtain jerker, it's definitely weird seeing uh, Gabriel Kidd in the semi-main oh, event. Dude, we got an email. I don't know if you heard that. Uh, I forgot to tell you at the top of the show, but we got an email. Um, it doesn't say who it's from. It says it's from T. Okay, and it, and and basically, I'm not gonna. It's it's got a lot of curse words, more than we usually use on the show, and some words that I can't repeat. But basically, it is um, someone by the name of T, very upset with the fact that we don't make a big deal out of um, of of Zack Saber Jr.'s entrance, and so he sent. It looks like there's an audio clip here. So let me. Uh, See if I can play this here so we can you know, make this right. I was just checking my emails and I just figured out what you're doing. God, I feel so But yes, all right. That is Yeah, Kenny. Everybody thinks Kenny. You show That is Who's going to win? Kenny's going to win the G1. G1 Climax. He said,優勝するのはいつなんだっけどんな体勢でも関節技激しさとザックドライバーを公開したこの男今シリーズ一撃必殺ザックドライバーを公開したこの男ザックの技が決まれば誰が相手でもジャスタッアウトザックの勝利ある
it's stiff as hell. It's quite the submission battle. And uh, Gabe looked tough as hell. And uh, went over 15 minutes with Zack Sabre Jr. In fact, he even gets Zack Sabre Jr. in a half Boston Brab at one point. <laughs> and, yeah, I really like uh, the, the chemistry these two have and the intensity there. And, of course, you know, Zack Sabre Jr. has got an escape for everything and just twists uh, Mr. Kid up. And then there's like, what was that finishing movie? It was like a triangle leg choke or something like that. I'm not sure. It's, it's, uh, you know, I have a, uh, what do I have? A leg scissors type hold. That's what I have. Yeah. Yeah. Is it wrong that I want to see him bring out the Zack driver more often? Yeah. He needs, well, you know, I think, you know, he, he needs to do it when, uh, you know, I mean, if, if somebody is going to, you know, maybe, uh, yeah. If, if somebody with the first name that begins with T were to do that, uh, then yeah, I think you should use the Zack driver. Um, but yeah, it's it was a great move, and I miss it. Um, it sucks that it's gone. But um, I found this match to be extremely boring at first. But then once they started moving around a little more, I was like, okay, because they kind of didn't move at all for like the first like five minutes. Yeah. I was like, all right, let's come on. Let's move around, guys. Um, and, and I thought that the, the end of this match was my favorite part because we get this ridiculously cocky win from Zack Sabre Jr. who has uh, Gabe Kidd in this like leg scissors thing and he knows he's got him beat. So he gives us the gun show while, <laughs> while Gabe Kidd is yes. and And then Zack Sabre Jr. walks around assuring the crowd that he was just getting warmed up. And that's fucking fantastic. And Gabe Kidd, he gives Kate, give, Gabe Kidd the ring to convalescent which is uh, a really cool move on uh, Zack Sabre Jr.'s part. And Gabe Kidd's going to be something. So, good stuff. I think he is too. Uh, you think uh, Gabe's going to be heel or what? Yeah, he's a secret heel. He has, he's showing his socks. What kind of asshole right. shows his socks? Yeah, they're not young lion approved socks, motherfucker. Get out of here. Yeah. Right, so, uh, now we, we got our main event. And, oh man, this is our main event for the podcast the last match we talk about we really? have lots more to talk about don't give all me right, that sweet. shit <laughs> all right good so we got hiroshi tenzan versus laundry guy uh laundry guy wins but tenzan rules and uh nearly drops uh, uh mr laundry on his head now i might not like him but uh, that was scary i don't want people getting injured and stuff but uh like uh that that uh ttd did i was just like oh shit nearly nearly awesome. dropped him there <laughs> but uh i don't take too many notes versus uh in uh, launchy boys matches so uh it was fine i kind of knew where it was going uh wish it went the other way but yes uh the man who welshes on bets Damn, the, the, is uh is is the, the loser and uh laundry boy advances Mr. Bread was on commentary, and I'm like you. I saw your tweet, Luke, that you couldn't understand him, and I also don't like Mr. Bread's normal voice. His normal voice is just, like, too normal, you know, because we've heard him scream and go crazy, and when he yells, I'm coming for you, bastard, that's, like, the greatest thing ever, and it's, <laughs> it's just awesome. I don't ever want to hear him. It's like there's this wrestler uh, called Space Monkey, and he is, like, the most committed wrestler to his gimmick. He is a, a monkey from space. It's fucking amazing. And one time, I saw him without his mask on, and I was just... It ruined everything for me. And I don't want to hear Mr. Brad's regular voice. It's the same thing. So, um, 
Watto was out with Tenzon, by the way. Kind of big yep. deal there for Watto. He gets to hang out ringside for a main event. And we got big shine for Tenzon. Fucking shitheads bumping all over the place. Um, I thought it was pretty decent. You know, Tenzon does all his stuff. And, um, you know, headbutts and all kinds of shit. And he's booked really strong here. And Dickhead is bumping around. But, of course, he loses. I don't know. I thought this was uh, I thought this was pretty good. I like Tenzon. Yeah. Um, it's not a bad match, you know, and this it's was just, a good, you know, good matchup. Just got a certain way of covering that guy's matches, I know. and I know, yeah, you know, um, and I think we've never taken away from his ability. Like he's just oh. fucking phenomenal, and, you know. That's that is what it is. Now that's our shows but, for the week, but that's not the end of the show because, as everybody knows, at the end of the show we do these like match recommends. And Luke, do you want to read the email that we got this week, or do you have something else we need to get to? I will do that. Okay. All right. So I won't uh, won't uh, say his full name, but we got an email from a Mr. Glenn, and he's like, "Howdy, gents! New listener, first time emailer. So a couple of match recommends for you all to consider for review. Both are January fourth shows. Which thanks, that makes it very easy to find. Uh, first match for your consideration is." Uh, Kensuke Sasaki versus Yunagata from 2004. And he gives us a second match, which is Kushida versus Hiromu from 2017. So we've, we've both um, covered that on a previous show. So awesome. He gave us two recommends. So if anyone wants to email us in some recommends, don't just put one on. Put a couple on there just in case, like we've done one of your picks already. Glenn can, so, follow, yeah. Glenn can follow instructions. So he is getting a gift in the mail. So because he is very good at following instructions. We, we like yes. Glenn. We do, we do like that. Uh, I'm very bad at it, and uh, in fact, uh, Mr. Andy's had to prod me to move me along today. I've, I've noticed that. <laughs> but uh, bloody affairs are the best in New Japan, and it added such an element of danger to Nagata and uh, Sasaki. So, and, and uh, I'll, I'll read his Kushida Hiromi comments as well because we might have covered that match. Good, but you know, it's still really good match too. That Kushida yeah. match, fucking awesome. For Kushida and Hiromu, I legitimately thought someone would leave with a broken arm and it made me suspend my disbelief at the door. Anyway, hope you guys will enjoy the chance to watch these matches. So, yeah, uh, as I said, we've hit the uh, – we've done the, the Hiromu Kushida one before, but uh, this is going to make – like, I do a New Japan podcast and I'm about to say something that a lot of listeners might be going, like, really? Uh, this is my first uh, – well, I guess we'll just talk about this match first, right? What? Uh, yeah. The the uh, match from January fourth, two thousand four, at the Tokyo Dome. Uh, it's um, it's the life or death fight between <laughs> Yuji Nagata and Kensuke Sasaki. Uh, this is my first Kensuke Sasaki match, uh, and I did a very cursory uh, Google's on him, and he is one of the three men alongside the very recent Keiji Mudo, who's had the uh, All Japan Noah and New Japan main heavyweight uh, title. So uh, he's a big deal. Uh, I didn't. Uh, I kind of paused it after a couple minutes in to go, okay, this is this match is fucked <laughs> in a good way. I'm gonna. I need to Google this guy because Nagata's. If Nagata's gonna bleed for this guy, this guy's got to be someone, right? So I looked him up and I'm like, oh, yeah, he's a massive deal. And I haven't looked at it yet, but I hope there's a, a few more uh, Sasaki matches on 
uh, New Japan world because, man, this is a fucking bloodbath. This is 13 minutes, ladies and gentlemen. And these two fucking hate each other. And like, I don't know the history or anything like that, but these guys obviously don't like each other. You will get that in the first three minutes because by that time, both men are bleeding badly. Hard way. This is some, yeah, hard way. This is some Muda scale shit right here. Yes. Uh, look, I know you made a few comments about it earlier that it's a bit too much even for, for you, Mr. Andy, but I'm giving this the never seal of approval. It's only 13 minutes. They make full use of that time. They wrestle like they hate each other. There's There there are some wrestling moves. There are exploders and things like that. But this is mostly these two just fucking killing each other. In fact, uh, uh, Sasaki won't even make pins. He's standing there. Red red shoes, a very young red shoes, by the way, is looking, uh, is looking at... Uh, Sasaki go, you gonna do anything? And Sasaki's like, no. Nah. <laughs> Get him up. Because he doesn't want to he, he wants to keep beating him up. He keep torturing him. Uh crowd was booing him big time too, because he's the heel, I guess, in this match. I know that for some this might be too much, but the length of the match kind of made me feel better about it. Uh, it's not a long match, so it's not like they had to bleed for a long time or anything. But they bleed a lot, yes. I'll tell you that much. They're going to the fucking blood bank, both men, after this match, especially Nagata. <clears throat> it's awesome. Nagata, both of them are bloody, and they're so bloody, you don't know you don't know if it's their blood on them or the other person's, but they're both still gushing. Uh, very bloody Nagata lock, and Sasaki does not tap. It's a... And, uh, it's a ref stoppage. So I fucking loved it. Uh, thank you, Glenn, so much for recommending this. <clears throat> uh, apparently Ben and Ben from the Tweety had heard of this match too. So this is a match a lot of you might have heard of. And uh, I would definitely go back and check it out. Uh, it's not for everyone, but it's pretty damn cool. Uh, this match comes with a not safe for lunch warning. No, because, no, no. Okay, I love blood and wrestling. It's it's established fact. I love it when used properly. Yep. It is an outstanding tool in the toolbox for telling stories. And I prefer that it's used over not used ever, you know, which is kind of, I don't know, sometimes it's it's not used. And, and I'm glad it's being used in this match. However, there's a point in this match where Yuji Nagata is bleeding from the forehead. Uh, the other guy, Sasuke, the other guy, he is also uh, bleeding Just from the forehead. Just say Kensuke. It's okay. And, uh, and Nagata is down in the middle of the ring, and we don't know how, but the back of his head is bleeding. And it's not just bleeding, it's pissing blood. And you can see his pulse in the blood coming out of his head. Yeah. That yeah. got me a little bit. Um, you know, I was pretty heebie-jeebie about that, and I was like, fucking A, because I didn't see where he cut his head. Like, I don't see where that happened. Like, all the trauma to his head was happening to the front of his head. So it's like, how did that even happen? And um, they may have bladed when they were on the floor. Um, however, typically guys don't blade the back of their head, although I do know a trick that if you're bald, you bleed the top of your head. 
and then you can't see it and it just comes right down over your face by the way but i would never do that i don't know anything about lighting but um you know, it's uh when done properly <laughs> blood is amazing it's awesome this is super violent this might be the most violent match we've ever watched on the show and yeah. uh it's scary at times and i i really enjoyed watching it don't get me wrong um it was a little much for me at the end nagata is he has this like rings of saturn type move on and he cannot open his eyes because they would just get all blood in them. <laughs> just, and, and the other thing that kind of goofed me about this match that made me kind of like, what the fuck? Is we don't know what the rules are. So we don't know what, you know. But what I did see is that a young Red Shoes is trying to enforce rules. He tries to enforce a rope break. He tries to enforce uh, close fists. All kinds of stuff. And it's and like he just gets pushed out of the way constantly in this match. So he is the original. I'm surprised. I'm surprised he didn't get killed. Yeah, I mean he could start honest. bleeding. We wouldn't know where. But uh, it, he is the original Ref Chumpy. So yeah, now we know <laughs> origin story of Ref of Ref Chumpy right here. But uh, anyway, it was a great recommend though. This is definitely a visceral experience and uh i'm glad i watched it i don't know if i'll watch it again um unless i am in a conversation with someone's like hey you want to watch a fucked up match i'll be like oh, i got one for you you know so that is now goes into the lexicon of that but that was that was an interesting one and thank you so much for the email glenn you're going to get something in the mail here real soon now we only had one person email in with a recommendation and that was manageable so if we ever get like a crazy week when we got a lot, hey, that's all right. We'll put it in the we'll put it in the uh, the backlog, and uh, we'll definitely get to it. So we'll get to it. We promise. Just in case something like that happens, I, we've never been swamped with anything, dude. So, <laughs> Luke, what was your recommendation from last week? All right, we're going to February eleventh, twenty fourteen, in Osaka. It's the ninth match. It's a never open championship title match. Tetsuya Naito, the second champion ever versus Tomohiro Ishii. Ishii's old music sucks. Major balls. Who, Whoever put Techno and Ishii together is an idiot. Uh, so a question for either you, Mr. Andy, or anyone listening. Can anyone tell me when the Stone Pitbull awesome cool music started? I would well, love to know. I, I think they did have it. Like I said, it, I think this is... If you, if you see when that music starts playing, there's Japanese writing at the top of the screen. And mm -hmm. usually that means that that's like the rights-free music that they're playing over top of uh, the music they don't have the rights to. Okay. That's fair enough then. So, all right. And uh, look, I, I, it's just a simple move that I love, and I don't see Naito do many of these. I know he does them on occasion, but I don't see him do a lot of them, and I wish he would do more. But uh, German suplexes, please. He has great ones. I really like them. He does the combination cabron, but rather than Ishii sitting in the corner facing outwards, he's kneeling by the corner with his back to it. So I hadn't seen a combination cabron, whatever. I might look, dude, I can do the Japanese words, but Spanish, obviously I suck. But uh, yeah, he, uh, he hits it that way. And I thought that was fucking awesome. What I liked about this was this is balls to the wall action from the opening bell. These two barely stop to, to kind of breathe. It's, uh, it's suplexes, strikes, awesome headbutts, and I don't just mean by Ishii. Uh, this is, I'm giving this a never-as-fuck seal of approval, oh, yes. approval stamp. Like, when I read the list of never-champions, I was like, really? Naito? Uh, 
didn't. I, I can see it. And in this match, I could see it. And when I thought back on it, like, Naito likes to fucking hurt people and and really get in there and just kick their ass. So, yeah, I can totally see it. So, yeah, this is awesome. I loved it. And if I, like, I liked the whole match I'm watching. And then in the last five minutes, it's just like it gets even better. So yeah. I was I was so into it. And this is uh, a awesome brain buster at the end. And Ishii wins his first never title. No kidding. Okay, so this is the first one. And then this would be the time that he defended it against Hama later on this year. And, you know, they had their amazing matches and stuff. So, okay, this is good. All right. Um, this is an interesting match for me for different reasons. First of all, it's definitely never as fuck, especially the last, like, five to seven minutes. is just insanity. Yeah. Um, but we have babyface Naito. And this is... The crowd has turned on him. They fucking hate him, babyface Naito. They're going for Ishii in this, yeah. Oh, man, they hate Naito. And so, like, the second he does something cool, you just hear, boo. Like, I mean, the crowd's just booing. There's a Naito chant at one point that gets booed down by everybody else in the crowd. Um, Naito sucks. It's selling here compared to what he can do now. Like, it, especially at the beginning, Ishii's beating him down in the corner, and you see Naito making faces at Ishii to try to communicate with him. And it's like, you, you never see that nowadays. Um, he's not as good as he was now, and he's definitely a lot more flippy and stuff. He lands a flipping senton on Ishii, and the crowd fucking boos so hard. I mean, they're, because he kind of fucks it up a little and lands on Ishii's leg. And so the crowd's booing in kayfabe because they don't like him, and they're also booing because he fucked up a move against a guy they like. So, <laughs> it's awesome. Um, there's a Yurinagi. <laughs> Naito does a Yurinagi, and somehow Ishii like, reverses it into a DDT. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, really cool move. This is the this might be the best match I watched this week. I really like Honma versus Suzuki, but this match is fucking top-notch. A great recommend. Awesome stuff. Yeah, uh, I thought, uh, I excuse me, I've done Tanaka, uh, I've done a bit of Naito, and I thought, all right, it's time to go back and uh, let's let's go to the third Never Champ. So, you know, this is something I'll slowly chip away in, away at as we uh, move forward with the uh, Never Open uh, podcast. Uh, you know, every now and again, sometimes I'll do some of the defenses. And then other times I might just go, let's see the, the title change hands or something like that. So, yeah. Uh, now, Mr. Andy, what is your recommend? So I we're going back to the New Japan Cup 2017. I wanted to get a New Japan Cup type of match in. And yeah. uh, we have Katsuyura Shibata versus Minoru Suzuki. This is from March 12th, 2017 at some places, gymnasium I can't pronounce. Um, so couple things just kind of aesthetic themes first of all this is the original version of suzuki's theme um like yeah. the, the current one which is a thousand times better than the current like form and i don't know why they changed it in fact it's weird they changed it when it got like super uber over and then they changed it to this like new version the reason why i like the old version is because it fucking has more guitars in it and and new japan themes have fucking guitars in them that's what they're they're supposed to so i play guitar so i like guitar um so that was awesome. Tai, uh, uh, Suzuki has hair, uh, which is great. And uh, Taichi is out with Suzuki. 
And man, people fucking hate Tai Chi at this point. I mean, they hate him. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. It's Tai Chi, um, go home. <laughs> they pretend um, like they're going to mat wrestle at the beginning. And then they just start striking each other. They go to the outside. Tai Chi helps out. The crowd fucking loses their mind. And then they start to do the never stuff. And this match gets about as never as it gets, where they are just punching each other in the face and slap fighting. And I mean, it is fucking insanity. Um, it's exactly what you think it's going to be as far as this match goes for quite some time. The forearms for days, you know, double Yakuza kick, double down was really fun. Yeah. Uh, Shibata gets a sleeper on Suzuki and a PK and gets the win, you know? So, um, and Shibata, who normally is kind of like, it's not that he no-sells, but he kind of doesn't sell, you know, he doesn't sell the effects of a match like he normally would like typically he doesn't really like show battle damage so to speak and in this match he is near death at the end because he's gone to war with suzuki and i thought that was so cool and i like this match a lot i don't think it's as good as the match that uh that you recommended however it's very good yeah i kind of wish i watched mine second um it didn't affect my enjoyment of this match though look i i thought Two things about this match. I thought it'd be shorter, and I thought the pacing would be a bit quicker. I don't hate this match at all. It's it's still really good, and I enjoyed watching these two beat the shit out of each other. But it just took a little while to get going for me, and I'm not used to that with um, Suzuki matches. I guess I know he, he made him and Tanahashi, I guess, do that too. But I don't know. For some reason, it uh, felt like it took a little bit, bit to get going. But halfway through, I was just like, all right, yep. They're like the double kicks to each other, all this kind of stuff. I'm like, all right, yeah. And uh, yeah, I, by by the the second half onwards towards the end, I was like, I was right on board and just happy to see just a big smile on my face seeing uh, Shibata and Suzuki kick each other's asses. I wish, I wish, uh, I guess we all wish that uh, they'd had a few more matches. Yeah. Uh, and I guess they have they wrestled before. If they wrestled before this, right? I, I'm sure they have. We have to look it up. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, you know, something else in this match uh, that was interesting is they, they brawl in the crowd. And we haven't seen that in a long time. And that's yeah. kind of a thing that would happen in big matches in New Japan. And they sing Suzuki's theme, too. Yes. Oh my God, and, and we hear something that I haven't heard in a year. And that's the announcers, like, saying, hey, watch the fuck out. They're in the crowd. You know, because, like, the... <laughs> The announcers in New Japan say a lot of things, and you don't really think about it because you just kind of hear some foreign language and you don't speak it. But they're saying, hey, watch out, motherfuckers. There's people running around fighting each other. Don't get punched in the face. <laughs> it's awesome. By the way, I keep going back to this well. Did Shibata wrestle AJ Styles? I'm sure he did. Yeah, I, I think I've seen that match. It's pretty awesome if I remember correctly. Cool. It's a G1 so it, match, I'm pretty sure. I, I think I've been going through uh, a lot of AJ's singles matches with you know New Japan wrestlers, and I think most of them stem from that one G1. But uh, it's it's all good. Well, I don't think AJ was in very many G1s. Maybe two. Or maybe just the one. I'm not sure. He wasn't in yeah. New Japan very long. So, no, about two years maybe. That's about it. Yeah, maybe not even that long. And, and part of that, yeah. he was in ROH. So, you know, I don't know. But... Uh, all right, well, we had some good shit this week. Luke, what is your match recommendation for next week if we have time? Okay, so 
this brings us back to the start of the episode. Uh, after I'd uh, paid Mr. Robbie Eagles uh, for the T-shirt and stuff, uh, I got a message a few hours later from him saying, "Oh, I listened to the the the, the you know the drive home one, and uh, and one awesome thanks for uh, you know covering local wrestling and stuff." And I'm like, "Yep," and he's like. No, I'm not the only New Japan connection that night. There was another one. Oh. And uh, he told me about this match. I haven't gone back to watch it yet, but I will for uh, the next oh episode. Oh, my but God, Luke. This is from Royal Quest. I chose this match because I didn't. Oh, dude, I've fucking done a lot of wrestling related stuff this week. Get off my case. <laughs> fucking dad. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, but this is a Gorillas of Death. It's a Gorillas of Destiny match. This is from Royal Quest. I chose this. Uh, because, uh, well, Mr. Eagles brought it to my attention, but also because it, it'll give you an opportunity to see uh, one of the guys that impressed me on the Deathmatch Down Under show, yes. and he's he wrestled that night under the name Dunkzilla. Yeah, this is the guy that Eagles wrestled, right? Yep, and okay. uh, so he is in a tag team with a guy named Kyle Fletcher. So it's Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis, Mark Davis being Dunkzilla from Royal Quest, 2019 so uh i thought all right well i was really impressed with uh mr davis at this indie show and uh i i've seen this match too i know i have because it's 2019 but you know you can't remember everything and everyone so i'm thank you mr robbie eagles for pointing me in this the direction of this match wow well luke we are gonna australia it up here because i picked a match that my recommend for this week is from New Japan uh, Fallout Down Under, the tour in 2018. It's February 17th in Melbourne. This is the second match on the card, which should be the main event. Because it's Sonata, yeah, and it's King of Darkness Evil, and they're cool. But they're facing the tag team of Bullet Club, Falle and Gino Agam Abino. Fuck me. I remember this match. I saw it live. So uh, I figured that I, I, would be the case. Yes. Yeah, I was definitely at this show. Uh, this is 2018, I think. New Japan came back in 2019. I, just said I think it that's when I saw yes. Eagles versus uh, Laundry Guy have a 30-something minute banger. So this might have been when Evil and Sonata were tag champs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, I remember my sister wearing a fucking Lij shirt. We get to meet a couple of wrestlers after the show. She she blanked them. She walked right past Evil and Sonata because Jay White was there. But uh, and uh, yeah, that was when he was US champ. So that was a while ago now. So yeah, all right, fucking sweet. Uh, so yeah, God versus Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis, Royal Quest 2019, and New Japan Fallout Down Under 2018, Sonata and Evil versus Bad Luck Farley and Mr. Gino. Gino, Gina? I said Gina. Why did I say that? Gino Gambino. So awesome. Yeah, that'll be uh, fun. And and I actually got that recommendation from Gino himself. Uh, he didn't send me a message. He said it on commentary. But we're listening, Gino. So I, I was listening. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, we are. All right. So we've spoken a long time. I could probably ramble until no. you told me to shut up. So I won't ramble. Instead, uh, engage. We trust. Master Blotto. Uh, 